Dear Princess Celestia, Today, we learned about The Great Ponyville Butch-Off The Teenage Chess Epidemic Rarity's Pet Cat Girl The Country of France And getting real philosophical with it Saddle up, everypony! It's showtime! Hello, everypony. Welcome to Friendship is Content, a podcast where a new fan and an old brony watch and review every single episode of Friendship is Magic. My name is Echo. And my name is Emily. We watched uh, three episodes this time. Uh, we watched Fall With Her Friends, Suited for Success, and Feeling Pinky Keen. And I liked one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I liked one of them. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. I, I actually, I love one of them. The other one is, eh. And one, I, I don't think I have any emotion other than kind of general negativity. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel disdain for the one that you also don't like. I, and I guess, I guess we're going to find out which ones we're talking about. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, you'll have to listen to the episode to figure that out. <laughs> well, a little puzzle from me to you, dear listener. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's like so we put true. you in an escape room. Yeah, Full it's forces. like, yeah, you're handcuffed to the ground and you have to listen to this two hour podcast of two idiot women talking about horses uh, if you want the key. So but yeah, we're the we're the jigsaw. We're horse jigsaw. We're horse jigsaw. Hey, Hello, you, Dash. <laughs> you, do you want me to do the broad overview for Fall Weather Friends? Just like Let's jump into it. Just, we just <laughs> jump into it. Are you ignoring me? I'm ignoring you. She hates Saw. All right. Wow. So we're jumping into it. <laughs> Are you telling me we don't want to talk about Saw in our show up for children? <laughs> well, our show isn't for children. The but... show is not for children. Um, We haven't... I haven't seen Saw. You've seen all of them, oh, I my... think. I haven't seen any of them. I have seen all the Saws. <laughs> um, one day I'll I thought them. I'd hate them, and then they ended up being genuine... Like, first one, genuine pleasure. All of them, guilty pleasure. <laughs> I don't like horror, but it does seem like it would be, it just, just sort of seems like generally, like, just fun, just, like, nonsense, you know? You say fun, and I kind of agree, but it's, what a yeah, way to describe no, you know I mean. the goriest series I've ever seen as fun. <laughs> hey, Emily. Let's talk about ponies. Let's talk about horses. So, Fall With Her Friends, broad overview. It is about... I mean, the broadest of overview, Rainbow Dash yeah, episode. it's Applejack and Rainbow Dash, and they're trying to figure out which one is the toughest pony, and it just escalates. Uh, and they eventually the start, end. like, competing, and there's a race, and no, they there's, cheat. Yeah. There's, there's more, yeah, there's more to yeah, it than the, them kind of That's sort of the broad, the broad strokes. Broad strokes. I do, I will say, uh, my first note that I wrote down when we watched this was, oh yeah, this episode, period. <laughs> that mean is that a, like just a well that certainly happened <laughs> yeah well well that just happened no this is She's uh, right behind me isn't she this is it's just sort of a oh yeah i forgot i completely forgot this episode existed yeah that's 
valid. <laughs> it's, you know what's weird? I, I remember this episode existing, and I think I only remember it for two really dumb reasons. Um, the first is that, uh, there's some really nice visuals later on, like, color palette-wise. Like, mm-hmm. this is just a okay. pleasing episode to look at. Um, and I think the reason why that stuck with me is because so many, like, PMV, which is short for Pony Music Video. <laughs> of course. Uh, a lot of people use clips from this, uh, just because there's, there's a lot of action and, well, I guess not action, but, like... Action scenes. Mo- and movement, it's, you know, yeah. just scenes of them doing more than just standing around talking, you know? Yeah, and it's pretty. It's pretty! Yeah, but anyway, yeah, let's let's get into it. And the other reason is that you're uh, an Apple Dash uh, shipper. I'm not, though! Mm, okay. Here's... Yeah, okay, hey, if you like, if you want these two butch horses to love each other, this is the episode for you. <laughs> yeah, this one is... Uh... Uh, yeah, this is... I, like, I joked about how uh, uh, the sleepover episode was, like, fuel for rare jack shippers. This is your Apple Dash. It's... These are, like... Like, in, as far as, like, the internet being like, all right, we know that Applejack is gay. Who are we going to make her gay with? It's mm-hmm. either Rainbow Dash or Rarity. Like, always, pretty much. Yeah. I have no strong opinions either way. Like, I, I, I don't, don't know. I, I hate to it's whatever. say this to you specifically, but I have no feelings about Applejack, so I do, I'm not invested in either one of those ships. My heart just turned to ash. That's fine. And has blown away by the winds of time. That's fine. Um, <laughs> let's see. What to? I mean, what to really say about this episode? Well, let's, let's go. Let's go beat by beat. So yeah, we open sure. up. They're doing um. They're 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 throwing horseshoes, which is that's funny. They're horses. Yeah. What's the point of horseshoes? We've seen the more actual shoes before. That's a good. I mean, I assume the point of horseshoes in the world of Equestria are the same as like real horseshoes for real horses are just you know protecting their little feet and making them last you know longer and get less torn i don't know much about horse anatomy i don't know <laughs> which is surprising i know uh which exists for i know i don't know i guess they're ho- they're little tiny horses so they need little horseshoes so maybe those are just little worn ones that they can play games with recycling sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. the cold open is them playing horseshoes and then making a sort of wager on which one is the most, like, tough, I guess. It's an iron pony competition. And well, then they... yeah, like, they, they mainly start, like, Rainbow Dash is, like, a sore loser. It's like, I can't believe I lost at horseshoes. I don't lose at anything. I hate losing. Which mm-hmm. I promptly said, oh, wow, it's Echo, and she got really mad. <laughs> well... <laughs> Just call wow. me out on our podcast, I guess. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and so <laughs> they had to turn it into a big competition. Yeah, instead of just arguing over who's like who's the best, I'm the best. But they both think they're the best. They're gonna have competition, of uh, various like feats of athleticism. Uh, which <laughs> we called it a butch off competition later. It is a which... it is a butch off competition because later on, uh, the sort of the okay, so the bit is that. They both start competing in this Iron Pony contest where it's like various feats of strength and agility and all that jazz. And there's a bit where Spike is like, welcome one and all, da 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 da. And Twilight's like, who are you talking to? And like, at first he doesn't know. And then later on, he's like announcing again. And she's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, them. And it's like a ton of ponies because like as... The competition goes on, you know, more and more people are like, yeah, oh, like, what are they it, doing over here? Yeah, it's drawn a crowd. Yes. Yeah, like, it's 
like every everyone in town's come to check it out you know you, you mm-hmm. see it slowly it's like okay we've got a few people like i remember specifically being like it's just bon bon for one shot it's like what are you doing yeah yeah just but, bon bon no, just plan and it paints out and yeah like everyone's showing up and um <laughs> we loved there was like a group of ponies like laying on each other with like <laughs> i love these lesbians watching the butch off yeah there were yeah it made the, me laugh eventually it got to the point where there was just like so many ponies there and there were like six of them like three on each side like three for rainbow uh rainbow dash and three for applejack and like the way that they were like fawning over them i'm like damn these are just like two like muscled up butches like going at it and all of these like little fens are like fanning themselves in the background like whoof the, <laughs> the funny very, little very, polycule very is here to watch the competition yeah uh but yeah no there's they they do various things like barrel racing and Fl- fluttershy's being a little scorekeeper like there's this little scoreboard and she's flying around putting up the little scores for and it, it's pretty evenly matched for most of it um but yeah like they do like lassoing which applejack like exceeds that and Oh, oh, and I, I have I have a note to make. Um, they do like a little like Buck and Bronco thing where they're like, all right, who can who can make Spike be launched off the fastest off, off of our little rodeo? And it's like, mm-hmm. is is Bronco like rodeos are mentioned multiple times this episode? What? Which I mean, I we do actually see some rodeos later, but I guess I'm thinking like, who are the normal riders for Bronco like Buck and Broncos? I have a lot of feeling about various discrepancies in this in these couple of episodes. Um, <laughs> I will say this one is one of the least egregious because we do see Spike riding on a pony, and so like, yeah, it's not something that's never happened before. It is weird who to think the... about like what kind of <laughs> yes. animal. Yes, is... who are the normal riders? Are they just little fillies? Are they just little kids at rodeos that are like, all right, who can last the longest? Like, yeah, that's very possible. Or like, I, I mean, that's... like Big Mac is like noticeably bigger than other ponies so it could even just be like another pony just getting up there just kind of yeah i guess that's riding. true either way it's very funny again there's gonna be there are so many discrepancies <laughs> in these couple of episodes i have a lot of notes it's, uh, it's is discrepancy the right word yes yes okay. <laughs> weird just sort of weird things that don't make sense hey like, to you know exist what in these worlds yeah what's it's up it's as if it's a cartoon I don't understand what you're saying. Do you think saying. this show's a cartoon? No. This is a documentary. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, so they it's basically this Iron Pony competition where they go back and forth. Like Emily said, you know, there's like barrel racing. There's the um, uh, the lassoing, the Lasso rodeo. Lasso push-ups. Uh, and near the end, Rainbow Dash um, manages to beat... Uh, Applejack of the tug of war using her wings and we see that she like after it was tied very evenly at the beginning and then it started skewing in rainbow dash's favor probably because she started using her wings more and Applejack considers it cheating and they decide to do a redo at the running of the leaves uh which well, I, I guess have... specifically like the cheating starts at first i was like oh how how much cheating could it be but it is like they do tug of war they do like a tug of war over a mud pit with a rope and and dash just like flies away and lifts like aj up over this pit of mud and it's like okay well yeah i think maybe that's a little unfair <laughs> yeah she's just she's just cheating and applejack didn't realize she had to tell her that's cheating and so yeah, they, like the, uh, the final score is like 15 to 5 before yeah. they're like, all right, that's that. Yeah, agreed. It, it, Which, was, I mean, it was a little w- excessive. We should, 
Yeah, like, we should emphasize that, like, even though they're feuding, it's very much a playful feud, at least at first. Like, there's this cute scene where they're, like, eye to eye to each other, and Ramadash makes, like, a little raspberry at her, and they have, like, a little giggle. It's, mm-hmm. it's cute. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's clear, it's playful at, yeah, at it's, this point. Yeah, For sure. It's played to be, like, a friendly rivalry. Uh, and then we go to the running of the leaves, uh, which I have notes about, because it's very interesting. This was technically... In the timeline, it takes place before winter wrap-up. This is fall. It's the end of fall. Yeah. Because the chronology of this series is very weird. Especially, at least season one. At least for now. Because it's like, who, who give a shit, you know? Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. Um, this takes place after, or before winter wrap-up, because it's the end of fall. And it's really interesting. It's one of those things where, like, it's like ponies stewarding nature and that yeah. this race, the whole point of it, isn't really like that it's a race. It's just sort of a fun way to like have a bunch of ponies sort of moving around at once. So it knocks all the leaves off the trees. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, like it's another, like when it wrap up, it is a tradition by using mm-hmm. like the power of everyone to to jostle the, the uh, leaves off the trees. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very neat. Um, I love the little world building bits like that. Yeah, because, I mean, this could have just been, like, a race. Like, oh, it's the Ponyville Marathon. Like, no, they had, they took the time to, like, make it into a whole, I, I don't know, if like, ho- holiday. Not holiday, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's a tradition. You know, it's the end of fall, and so it's something they do every every end of fall, and it's very cute. I have two things. The first mm-hmm. thing to say is one of my notes says that Rainbow Dash is acting just like Trixie. So okay, okay. I was going to write it, but I wasn't. Down. I wasn't going to because I'm like I don't want to be too mean because I feel like we're so mean to Dash like right off the bat. But I was thinking it. She's literally being a boast buster. She's the thing is, it, this isn't <sighs> necessarily a dig at Rainbow Dash. It's just like, damn, you guys treated Trixie like shit <laughs> when yeah. Rainbow Dash is right here. It's like ugh. honestly, these these three episodes could just be more of season one's. The main six are mean, especially yeah. next episode. But um, no, I I'm so glad because I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, I, I'm gonna say it. I have no qualms <laughs> saying it. Uh, my other note about this part at the beginning of the race is those two are so fucking mean to Twilight Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle oh comes up and God. she says, I want to join in the race. And they're both like, wow, you fucking nerd. You've never run a day in your <laughs> life. Why are you trying to... They're just so mean to they're her. They're being like, so cruel. And it's... she's like so happy to just be here to like participate. And like, yeah. I think based on the running of the leaves, it doesn't look like it's that serious of a competition. It looks, it's not. It's like the way that they have like little numbers on their flanks, like little papers that are, have a number on there. Like they, mm-hmm. it feels like just like a casual marathon. It's where legit it's like, oh, just a marathon. Yeah. It's like, like go participate. And if you, you know, when you finish, we'll be happy. We don't care what place you yeah. get. Like, and so, so I think it's so cute that Twilight is participating. Also, which yeah, weird tangent, but her number is 42. Too, and for some reason, everyone in the fandom latched on to be like, "Oh my god, meaning of life, Hitchhiker's yeah, Guide Hitchhiker's universe Guide reference. reference." I'm like, "Sure, what?" <laughs> I, I went to Hitchhiker's Guide as well. Yeah, I think that is. You, you think so idea. too? Yeah. I just, think maybe it's a stretch, but it also checks out. <laughs> it would just be a weird, arbitrary number to go all the way up to forty. I don't know. Nah, that's fair. But no, she just fucking she's out here she wants to join a little marathon she's not doing it for prestige or to win she's just doing it for she her wants, heart health 
Well, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's watching her cholesterol. She's trying mm-hmm. to get in better shape. <laughs> um, yeah. But also, like, specifically, like, she mentions, like, mentioning, like, yeah, this is, like, a tradition. And since that she's also, still yes. new to Ponyville, she wants to participate. And it's like, you assholes, lay off and be nice. She wants to participate in your town's culture. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, winter wrap-up light. Yeah. And that she um, like, wants to participate in the culture, and it's like a tradition that has a, like, a long-standing tradition for Ponyville for stewarding nature, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's like, they mentioned specifically their that's uh, uh, why, like, what, where'd you read that? The Egghead's Guide to Running? And for some reason, Egghead is just, like, Dash's go-to insult for Twilight. Like, ever. Like, not just so this mean. episode, but, like, she's always like, you Egghead, like, that's not... It's not very nice. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. Uh, I do actually have one more note about this scene. Yeah, yeah. Let's wind it, wind it back a bit. I also do, but you first. So, uh, Applejack uh, stresses to Rainbow Dash that she is to do this without wings. To which Rainbow Dash mentions, "I could do this with both wings tied behind my back." And Applejack takes it literally in that she uses rope to tie her like wings to her chest. Yeah, she's like, cool, and, then don't. <laughs> yeah, she's like, all right, you won't be using them. And says, trust up like a turkey. <laughs> hey, do I was wondering I, when we were going to say. Hey. Do they eat turkey? Do they eat turkeys? In- Is there a different trust reason up- that they're trussing in- up turkeys in this world? What <laughs> They explicitly go out of their way to like point out that they never eat meat. You know, like the sandwiches have like fucking leaves yeah. on them or whatever. Flowers. Even though... Horrifying as it may be, horses sometimes eat meat. Horses do eat meat a little bit. It's <laughs> Which fine. is fucked up. It's, it's fine. It's... it's not fine. I mean, it's I'm fine, gonna... but also it's not fine. That's It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Okay, but here's... Dare I, dare I investigate more? Either one, they are eating turkeys, which is a weird exception to make. Yeah, true. Uh, especially because uh, I've got a tangent to say about bird society. I've written it in all caps here. We'll talk about bird okay. society. Uh, we're going back, baby. I'm not letting this go. <laughs> I, f- I forgot that bird society is the beginning of this episode. Yeah, that's fine. We'll go back to that one, I promise. Anyway, um, either they're trusting turkeys for themselves for their Thanksgiving, which is, boy, implications mm. between not just eating turkeys, but the idea of a pony Thanksgiving. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But two... Are they trussing it up for other carnivores? There are bears and, like, beasts. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they truss up turkeys to appease okay <laughs> sure like we can't eat this this would be vile but my friend the bear loves eating turkeys that's true that's true that's true yeah i could see that uh it's fucked up but like it makes more sense yeah. this is one of this is another one of those discrepancies there's a lot of these three episodes okay now you've yeah, made your for, note it's my bird society, it's time yeah. to talk about bird society <laughs> yes go nuts because last you know last episode we talked about making the nests and how the birds say have jobs question mark what is bird right. society yeah there's more bird society uh they are also at the competition at the little iron pony thing and they're like nodding yes and no to certain results and there's this little thing they do where uh they uh applejack and rainbow dash like cart some little baby chicks over a mud pile mm-hmm. uh and and, like, Dash uses her wings to, like, protect them uh, from the mud, from, like, the mud splatters. <laughs> and Applejack mm-hmm. not having wings. They just get so muddy and upset. They just leave before they can finish that task. So it's like, yeah. again, birds are intelligent. I mean, birds are intelligent in real life. I've got a bird sitting next to me right now. But, like, borderline sentient Number here. one chick. 
Yeah. Hi. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I was looking at him. Uh, dear listener, I want you there's actually a secret third guest every time we record. And that secret third guest's name is number one Chiquita Dave. He peeps He's sometimes, my par- but I do cut it he out. I apologize. No, he, he peeps. He, oh, and they said poops. <laughs> I mean, he I mean, does both. Yeah, he peeps sometimes. You you can't really silence a bird, but yeah, he's my pet parakeet. Yeah. He's Which, funny. you know how I've got a signature pet. We meet two ponies' signature pets uh, later on in these next two episodes. I guess so. we do, don't we? Anyway, that's my little tangent. Bird Society. Bird Society. We can, Let's continue. Uh, oh, let's continue with uh, Pinky's role in this episode. Oh, yeah. So Pinky Pie. Uh, Spike really enjoyed being the announcer for their informal little iron pony competition. With his, like, little stick that he's just been using as a yes. microphone. As, like, a toddler would, you know? Yeah, because he's, like, he's, like, ten. And he's really excited to do it again for the Running of the Leaves. Uh, but Pinkie Pie is already the announcer in her, like, hot air balloon, I guess, that she <laughs> not, has. Not just that, it is, this hot air balloon is so funny because this is the hot air balloon that's in the intro of the show. The, mm-hmm. like the like title song that twilight comes down in it's like this little balloon is so funny every time it appears it's just like what what is this i know this is like i'm sure if i'm like 99 percent sure there's like an actual toy equivalent that oh, looks exactly like it i'm 110 percent sure there's gotta be <laughs> but it's so funny every time it appears it's like wow cartoon ass honor balloon mm-hmm. anyway uh and he's very disappointed that he won't be the announcer but she invites him to be her co-announcer and the entire time that she's announcing, she'll just, like, say these really weird, like, non-sequiturs. And he's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. He's, like, ten and a better announcer than her. And, and also, it's... she's just got really bad ADHD. Like, oh, I get it, girl. Oh, she's got such bad ADHD. <laughs> oh, good <insane>. God. Yeah. <laughs> I say, as someone with... Who's working on getting diagnosed with ADHD. Like, this is not a jab at her. This is... <laughs> crippling ADHD. Emily has Cripple. the worst ADHD I've ever seen. See, there there you have it. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. Baby yeah, steps. That's true. Also, it's just, can I just say how sweet it is that, that Pinky is just like, like, oh, well, do, do you want to join me? Like, it's very considerate of her, especially considering how often Spike has been left behind by the main six, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. She, like, made an effort to, you know, like, hey, let's, you can, you can hang out with me. Let's do it, you know? Yeah, Spike's vibe um really kind of is all over the place in these couple of in like the first couple of seasons but he Mm -hmm. really makes a lot of sense when you read him as like twilight's younger brother he's twilight's younger brother who just kind of tags along all the time and who's also a magic mailbox and sleeps in a dog bed he is kind of (laughs) a younger brother who's also a magical swiss army knife um and does like a dozen other things mostly utility but yeah no it's like it very much feels like Pinkie pie being like oh twilight's little brother's here and she's running in the race so do you want to hang out with me while we yeah and it's like really run? nice like she wants him to feel included like i audibly just went like oh <laughs> yeah it was very cute anyway but the we're off and we're off we're running we're we're, we're racing yeah the race honestly is not it, it takes up a bulk of the latter half of the episode but it's not very exciting i mean it's a lot of them running and then like for a while they like are tripping and thinking the other people the other party is cheating like applejack trips over a rock and is like rainbow dash and twilight's like no you tripped over a rock 
Yeah, which then... I love. Dash, like, uh, Twilight's always right behind, just like taking. Mm-hmm. She's like trotting at such a, a slow pace, like clearly taking in the sights, enjoying herself. Ca- yeah. Who just happens to keep like catching up with them, be like, oh yeah, that's a rock. You're, they're not cheating. That's a rock. <laughs> yeah, and then Rainbow Dash trips and it's a stomp. Um, and then it gets to the point where Rainbow Dash is frustrated both at the like setbacks and also believing that Applejack is cheating that she actively starts to cheat so she like looney tune style like spins a sign around to make Applejack go down the wrong way or like like drags a branch and like hits Applejack with it and (laughs) so Applejack starts cheating and she uses the branch to like throw herself forward or throw syrup on the ground and it's just a hot mess throughout the whole race oh yeah hey you mentioned the syrup can I make a brief detour Sure. Uh, I love, uh, we should emphasize, this takes place apparently in the Whitetail Wood. Yes. That's the name of this forest, which I think is interesting because it's like a reference to, like, Whitetail Deer. And, like, deer have a weird place in the world of My Little Pony. Like, I double-checked on the wiki and I do know that there's, like, a, in the comics, there's an entire, like, deer society parts. Uh, but yeah, like, I'm like, oh, shit, are, is this, like, our first illusion that deer could exist in this world? Uh, that that's that but also um uh but you mentioned the the sap and it's like oh cool they like have little taps on the on the tree trunks here to make to make like nice syrup yeah uh which they end up using like i was saying this is like the stickiest syrup on the planet like uh applejack kicks a bucket of it it's like tar and dash gets stuck and she like launches backward but then like flings herself forward and yeah it's all just looney tune shenanigans back and forth um yeah it really is uh and then uh they finally make it to the finish line to find that neither of them won they actually tied for last place uh and then twilight sparkle comes out with a medal and everyone then they both freak out that twilight has finished first when they both finished last but she said she finished first. <laughs> actually she won she won fifth place <laughs> she was just having fun which she you was know, just is happy fair. to be there um but they still made it last it's like, dang, good job. Now now everyone sucks. I hope you're happy with yourselves. By the way, they look it is so funny how they look when they come out at the, like the finish line. They are just completely scratched and tattered and bruised and like their manes are just like static, just pure mess. <laughs> yeah, they are battered to hell. Yeah. We don't have a um Dear Princess Celestia cuz Celestia just shows up. Yeah, she just shows up, and I love that, like, all the ponies, like, bow to her, and she's, like, walking at this funny, my uh, my favorite Prince Celestia dead-on angle, where she just looks mm-hmm. silly as hell. She looks uh, so But funny. yeah, she's like, although she makes her come, she's like, yeah, of course I came here. I, I love fall. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's valid. And, like, I can't, because it's, this episode is such, the vibes, like, of just, like, the environments are immaculate. Just lovely mm-hmm. fall tones. There's, yeah, like, absolutely. transitions between the scenes that's just, like, uh, wipes of various leaves falling. It's just, it's nice. It's a very pleasant to look at episode. I love Autumn yeah. Palettes. It's it's nice. But, yeah, no, there's no need to take a note, because the god queen present herself's right here. Yeah, everyone turns around and goes, oh, fuck, it's god. God is here. And God says, I love fall. <laughs> and she died. And he's good. And that's the episode. Yeah, it's the Dash and, and AJ are like, man, we that was we took that a little too serious. Who who give a shit? Let's let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and specifically, they have to go back because of their tomfoolery. They, there's still so many leaves that need to fall that have just been left completely like on the branches just because they didn't follow the rules and went up the 
uh, beaten path. So they have to go back and their punishment for all the hijinks are to finish up the the uh, running of the leaves. And the, yeah. the last shot is just nice. It's them like running side by side in the in the autumn leaves being a couple of gals being pals. Yeah, to really nail home the like, this is, we may have taken, like, we may have gotten carried away, but this was always like a, just like a fun, friendly rivalry. Yeah. And that's Fall Weather Friends. Yeah, before we get to, like, what we rate the episode, are there any other notes you have about the episode? Um, two. I have two, actually. Okay. Because I just remembered one. Uh, loose note, they do an arm wrestle competition. Arm wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and AJ loses to Rainbow Dash. I refuse to believe that she would lose in an arm wrestle competition with Rainbow Dash. I feel that. I think it's very interesting that she would lose, considering, like... <sighs> Applejack she's seems an built pony. for like strength. Isn't it like yeah? And Rainbow Dash seems built for speed, but it's it's doesn't very Doesn't that seem like something she'd be a shoe in with? Yeah, it does. I don't know why they did that. Maybe they just couldn't think of anything else that was like, what is the like most casual strength game you can play with your friends? But we need Rainbow Dash to win. I don't know. You it's know, very that, weird. That reminds me. Did they? <laughs> I, I feel like they should have, you know, those, like, carnival games where you hit a thing real hard and it hits the bell, it goes, they did. ding! Did they, they did. have that uh, in there? AJ uh, bucked one and broke Oh my target. god, yeah, they did. I'm looking through the pictures. Okay, I was like, they real missed off for two if they didn't. No, they literally did. <laughs> no, they did, yeah. Like okay. Being basically an Iron Man competition, they felt like that. That does make the most sense for one of the... Oh, yeah, because AJ straight up breaks the target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Breaks she the just, target. Like, smashes it break the targets what was the other one my second note is this episode it, it, it goes on it's like no cheating don't you can't use your wings rainbow dash that's cheating <laughs> i don't feel like it goes into that that much like i don't think they establish that until like later on with the tug of war and be like hey that's cheating no wings it's like i don't know you guys didn't tell her she couldn't do that sooner <laughs> like it's not her fault that she was born with wings and i feel like yeah. the there's something strange about this episode and how it's like, that's cheating. But I think it's only because at this point slash at all, we don't know what the benefits of being an Earth Pony are compared to a Pegasi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the arm wrestling thing, they throw that into kind of a muddy area. One thing that I will say uh, is narratively, I could see it kind of making sense in that, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it feels out of place, I think, because that is the turning point of when Applejack starts to take this way too seriously. And this was supposed to be like a friendly competition. Like, it starts being a- an arm wrestling match, and then they've attracted half of Ponyville, and now Applejack is taking it so seriously. She's like, you cheated, even though they didn't need to establish any rules ahead of time. Yeah, because it was pretty casual, you know? Yeah, it, it was it- never meant to be this. So it's almost like showing the evolution of, like, they're, they're taking it way too seriously now. And that there yeah. is now, like, cheating and there's caveats and, like, all of this stuff. And I think maybe, like, it, it feels weird to include the no wings thing in mm-hmm. this episode. Like, I almost feel like they either should have not mentioned that at all or leaned, like, harder into it, you know? I guess that makes sense. Because I think there is something interesting to be had there about being like, yeah, hi, this is me. And this is my best friend, an angel who can fly into the sky. <laughs> I guess I guess I get that. I guess so. I don't know. 
Um, I think that's probably, that's, you know, if we're, you know, we're wrapping up, that's, that's what I would say about like changing things in the episode. I think that's, that's me with, because I mean, our our lesson here is kind of like a Taurus in the hair situation along with like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, what would you like to say the other message of this episode is? (laughs) There isn't one. I guess it's mostly just like, don't take things so seriously. Like I had said in the middle of it, it feels like storybook style parable where it's like the sort of repeating message of like i don't i don't even know it's not a i was gonna say, a, I, I didn't look at the transcript because it's like what did they did they even say anything because celestia's there is like i love fall like hang on i think twilight did say something to celestia as they were running off but i can't <laughs> yeah i found it Twi- celestia says that's right applejack any point can get swept up in the excitement of competition and, and twilight says it's important to remember that the friendship is always more important than the competition. <laughs> sure, okay. That, that's that's, a message, it, that's I guess. it. I guess. Sure. I guess. Is I that guess? like something like plaguing the youth? Is like they're so. Actually, can I go off on a weird <laughs> tangent? Is it about chess? It is about chess. <laughs> I love it's that so... I'm like. <laughs> okay, go on, it's go on, so... go on weird that like there's like a ch- this is march of 2023 and there's a chess epidemic in schools <laughs> in there high are apparently schools. quote yeah there are quote roaming bands of chess players challenging other uh, like it's such a weird give a little context thing. like we, we found this like on a tumblr post right yeah yeah i've seen i've seen more than one post about it it's <laughs> it is actually something that is like widespread right now like that's so kids are just, it's just th- these kids cannot stop playing chess yeah yeah they just can't stop playing chess like in class they're not texting anymore they're on chess.com and they're like <laughs> my favorite is the uh, evil advisor gambit which oh is this kid please has created... keep, please tell the viewer yes. about yes <laughs> this this kid in one of the high schools there was a tumblr post about it uh this kid has created uh an opening called the evil advisor gambit <laughs> where he has to have an outside uh influence like someone else that's not playing the game give the worst fucking advice possible to both parties hoping that either the other party listens to it or the other party thinks he's listening to it and so they worsen <laughs> and their that strategy. he's doing the bad yeah it's insane it's, it's insane. so funny it- i think here's the thing that's so funny about that to me is that i'm just imagining like a 15 year old and like a fucking like Nike hoodie telling that to their friend who's like at a cafeteria table with a chessboard. Agreed. Yeah, I I could see that. I thought you were gonna say you could see like a teenager among a bunch of other teenagers, but dressed like Jafar, like a like a fucking like vizier outfit, <laughs> taking it extremely like, seriously, leaning yeah. into it, being like, ah, sire, I see you're doing that maneuver. <laughs> like, Knight to e four. That's a bold move. (laughs) (laughs) Wild tangent. Either way Um, is good. Hey, you know, I guess this is a good message for the youth nowadays. Remember, everyone, that friendship is more important than the competition, whether that is an (laughs) Iron Man competition or chess. Wow. Maybe we did learn something after all. Thanks, Celestia, for teaching us. This episode's not much. (laughs) No, this episode, it's mid- it's some pretty episodes with some funny bits. It has some good bits. We talked about turkeys. It's whatever. I don't know. C plus C. I don't know. It's it's fine. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad episode. I think it's whatever. 
C minus or D plus. I think the thing is, what's crazy is I feel like I should like this episode more because AJ's here, but just, I don't know. She doesn't do much, is the thing. Yeah. She doesn't do much, and like it's just kind of a generally not very good episode. It's 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 not a it's bad episode. Fine. It's not a bad episode. We have like funny lesbian ponies. We have like really really pretty like autumn motifs that I love, and Twilight is just adorable. Twilight is top tier wonderful. She's like a, she's like amazing and really really funny for like fifteen straight minutes. Um. But the rest I, of the episode I wish it was amazing and funny for that long. I would have enjoyed the episode more. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so like D plus or C minus, it's not a very good one. Uh hey. Can we talk about a great episode? You want to get into an S episode? Uh, yes, Oof. absolutely. Yes, Oof. please. Oh boy. Uh the second episode we watched was Suited for Success, which is a fucking banger. It's really good. And not just that, we get a song and we get a good song. Yeah, this is our second And not song. not a pinky micro song. It's it's a real ass get get your boots on. We're going sing. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, this is like the this is the second actual song in season 1 that isn't a pinky micro song. And would um, you like to would you like to tell the listener who who gets it and whose episode this is? my wife <laughs> that's your horse wife it's rarity my horse wife rarity gets a whole song for herself and this is an episode where i think she genuinely really shines like i she think shines so much yeah she shines so bright like a diamond like a diamond like her cutie mark just like her cutie mark she has great characterization in this episode and uh i think it's a really good moral too uh, i'm gonna give yeah this this speaks to me like on a personal level yeah, agreed. And I have I have thoughts about the moral of this episode. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give broad strokes real fast. Yeah, let just quick summary. Then let's get 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 deep and dirty into it. Broad strokes for the episode is Applejack and Twilight come in to uh, the Carousel Boutique, asking for Rarity to fix a button on Twilight's uh, dress for the Grand Galloping Gala. Because remember, the Grand Galloping Gala is coming out. That's the end of the season. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. And her dress sucks shit, and Rarity tells her that. But she says that she can just make Twilight a new dress. And, in fact, she can make Applejack a new dress, too. And she can make all of them dresses for the Grand Galaxy Gala. She's like, oh, crap, you guys are my friends. And I'm filled with such inspiration. She's like, I could just make all of these for us uh, so that when we all go, we'll all look great. It'll be a little bit of my couture, and you guys will look really, really cute. And she goes into a song about making the dresses, and they all don't like it. And so she goes into the song again to fix because the dresses. Because her friends are being ungrateful, no good, unthankfulest bastards. They are. And then there's a fashion show because Spike's like, look, we have a fashion show. Look how good these dresses are. And the dresses are bad. <laughs> They're, yeah, the second dresses she makes are bad. And then there's a fashion show that they do where she is miserable and she gets her reputation ruined and then they all she dies. fix it and apologize. Yeah. No, yeah, this is the episode where Rarity dies. She gets it's better. It's really now. rough. Yeah, she's she's fine afterward. I have a lot of thoughts about the end of this episode, like a lot of like really specific thoughts. But those are the broad strokes. Yeah. Let's let's wind it back and let's let's get into the nitty and gritty. Let's. And I say, let's talk about the opener because it opens up, and we're at the Carousel Boutique, which is like... Uh, 
real fast. Yeah, what's up? Can I say my first note on my uh, Google Doc for Suited for Success? Sure. Okay, it's I've got my title, Suited for Success, and then the first bullet point under that, uh, all caps, it says Wailwitty with W's. And it's, okay. all, it's all caps. I was just really excited to see Rarity. <laughs> you were just so excited to see Rarity? Yeah, I was really excited. I was like, there she is. Understandable. But finally, it's for success. I love this. God, actually, brief, since you, we've already tangented, let's tangent again. I, yeah. I look at this episode, and I, I, I cannot believe that there was a point in my life where I considered her to be my least favorite of the main six, because I have grown to really love her and associate and relate to her on many, many levels. Yeah, um, I think that is probably due to a couple episodes later on in season one um, that we haven't gotten to yet. Oh, that reminds me of why I don't like... (laughs) And they're dog trash. Literally, yeah. They're they're garbage. With dogs. With 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 dogs. dogs. Don't even mention that name. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> there are some rarity episodes in season one that are real stinkers because not everyone on the crew has fully understood what they're doing with her yet. Um, but this one, I mean, not... even if they did, you can't. They can't all be winners, you know. That's true. But That's this true. one's a winner. It definitely is. Yes. So anyway, this one is fantastic. Sorry, what were you saying? Carousel Boutique, because yeah. we've talked we've talked briefly about Sugar Cube Corner, where Pinky works and has her job, right? Um. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Rarity's equivalent. It's this... Let me let me open this up. I think it'd be really cool to have a place that you work and also live. Like, I would love to, like, live in a library like Twilight's Treehouse. I think that'd be really cool. See, you say that, but I, I think you're right because it's it's uh, it's very much she does, like, live and work there. It's, like, bottom floor, mm-hmm. business. Top floor, probably, you know, where she lives. Um, <laughs> and then I look at my room right now, where I have, like, three plushie projects next to me, um, a wall of fabric, my merchandise, like, th- this is also my bedroom. I live and work in here. I have a counterpoint for you. Yeah? Uh, imagine that in something that isn't a six foot by six foot room and instead is an entire building. That would be pretty epic. Pretty See? good. That's what I'm saying. It would be nice. Yeah. I would love that, like, having the opportunity to have, like, a proper studio and a mm-hmm. separate place to be like, okay, this is the work zone, this is the the non-work zone. Yeah, the millennial dream of having enough space to <laughs> yeah. sleep and also work. Uh, <sighs> yeah, tell us about Carousel Boutique. Anyway, I just, I just like it. It's it's really pretty. It's It's got some fun colors. It's really patterned. Like, there's all sorts of, like deco on this building like mm-hmm. there's the fun checkerboards and like little swish it, it's it suits her quite well it's suited for success looking for the looking at the outside uh i do like the like carousel motifs around the like upper floor but it, it reminds me generally of just like a faberge egg <laughs> it does have general notes of faberge you know? egg <laughs> especially the Which, windows they're egg shaped let's be honest that suits rarity quite well oh it does for sure but anyway, that's that's where we start off. And we meet Rarity's little pet. Because we, we just meet her met funny little pet. Pinky's pet a little bit ago. No, we Wait, meet, do we Pinky's meet pet her next episode. Yes. I'm like, when did we go meet? Anyway, no. Who we did we meet? Is she the first what? one we meet? No, we've seen Winona. We've seen Applejack's we've seen Winona. Little, little that's puppy it. dog. I was like, we've seen one before. Yes. Oh, and uh, no, nope, meet... that's not true. We've also seen Angel, which is uh, Fluttershy's right. main nasty little rabbit. Yes. I in case it's, in, in, ca- 
In case it's not super obvious, they do a bunch of uh, pets for each of the ponies for more merchandise. Because then well, they can sell yeah, them they... with their pets. Yeah, duh. And Rarity has a pet named Opal. She's like a big furry, like she's a big furry cat with a bow. She just yeah. has a a furry. Like there's an anthropomorphic. No, yeah, there's an anthropomorphic person. human in a fursuit. Mm-hmm. With cat ears. It's a no, cat it's... girl. <laughs> It's a cat girl. Rarity's, Rarity's cat girl girlfriend. <laughs> that she this calls bit, her. This, this sucks. stupid. This sucks. Okay, anyway. Hey, by the way, we should clarify, I am a furry. Like. Yeah. I'm not. kind of are. I'm less of a furry, yeah. I, I will. I'm going to draw you your cute little cow someday. And yeah, she's. Yeah, I will only agree that I'm a, fursa, a furry when she draws my fursona. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get Which there. Which may be soon. I hope so. Opal. Anyway, oh, fucking Christ, she's not a furry. She is a, a kitty cat. She's a Persian. She's a little Persian yes, kitty cat. Yes, a Persian. She has this funny, she has this really cute, like, like collar with, like, a big crystal on it. But then she also has this piece of hair that sticks all the way up and it has a bow on it to, like, hold it up. It's very it's like, goofy. It's like a little purse dog, like a little shih tzu where they keep the <laughs> yeah. hair out of their eyes. But it's a little kitty cat. Yeah. Um, it's so oh, funny. and yeah, real quick. Uh, but mm-hmm. she's kind of like a little snoot. She's very much the kind of pet that Rarity would have—a little cat that kind of minds her business and is a little, little sassy, little snooty. Um, Absolutely. But I want to make a quick note that apparently Opal, uh, Opal Essence, because it's her her name's a double entendre, because it's Essence of Opal, or you know, it's like oh, it's Opalescence, you know. Okay, sure. Uh, and, no, what? That's what it says, Opal Essence, but it's spelled Opalescence. Which yeah, doesn't make sense when I'm saying it out loud, but trust opalescence me. Opalescence is a word. Like, I don't... But it's two words. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. And opal space essence. Essence yeah, but of what opal. Is, what but... does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving okay. on. Okay. Um, she was originally supposed to be named, like, Ruby. Uh, quote, unquote, Ruby and about five other names in between, according to uh, uh, Lauren Faust and Andrea Lippmann, one of the writers on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. But apparently, those uh, gemstone names were legally trademarked for other toys. Ah, that makes sense. Which is funny because that feels like something so specific. Like, can he really get away with being like, hey, you can't do that. That gem that exists in the real world. You can't name your cat that. I don't know. It's it's a weird note to see, but. I wonder if it's like a Littlest Pet Shop kind of thing where it is like a white fluffy cat named ruby and it's like okay that'd be oh where it's it's so specific where it's like you can't okay now i'm seeing i'm i understand now okay i do do think it'd be funny if like that wasn't the case and they're just like no we can't do it (laughs) they're like there's already pokemon ruby we can't Mm -hmm. name (laughs) we can't name a ruby sapphire or emerald oh god and diamond and pearl platinum's done damn yeah crystal shit That was going to be the next one. I know. Good thing Pokemon Opal's a fan-made game. Slash bootleg. <laughs> so Classic. It's in the clear. Classic. Opal is a little helper cat. She kind of, like, carries stuff around for rarity, but mostly she's just duty. Yeah, she's, she's just... Though. Anyway, the openers, it's Carousel Boutique. Rarity is working on a cute little mannequin, trying to make some sewing happen, and Opalescence is there to accompany her holding materials and getting overwhelmed and mm-hmm. all that jazz. And... Can I make a brief tangent? I know we're sure. already in Tangent City. I'm not ready to leave yet. Okay. You know what yeah, I like we'll about stay, Rarity? We'll stay squarely in, this... in Tangent City for right now. <laughs> you know what I really, really like about Rarity in this scene? 
What do you like about her in this scene? I mean, despite everything. Uh, I mean, other than everything. Uh, I love her cute little red reading glasses that she has. I love the glasses. They're so, like... They're, when like, I little cat them, eye, I think like, of Rarity. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, just... I, I like the idea that this magical unicorn needs some reading glasses to help her look closer at the seams she's working on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> Yeah, a little that's all. That's all I wanted to say about that. Can I go on a tangent? Yes. It's it's a half tangent because I'm also going to segue into the next thing, which is Twilight and Applejack come in, and they're like kind of like quietly sitting at the back of the boutique, like talking to each other, and like Rarity's trying to like work, but she keeps getting distracted by them whispering. And Twilight asks her to fix a button on her dress, and her dress is insane. It's an insane thing that she did what? that she brought in. Why the, the thing the thing that she wants to wear? It, it, she it would make her look like a clown. You love clowns. I don't see. Th- I do. No, I love clowns, and I think I really want to see her drawn in this. But it, it's it's insane. It's like <laughs> so. Uh, you know twilight sparkle actually it's not i'm looking at it it's not a it would look bad on her twilight sparkle is a lavender pony like kind of like a light purple and she's got like a dark blue mane with some streaks of pink in it this is bright garish red with a little like slightly lighter for like this really like poofy frilly like collar and like uh hem of the dress and then the sleeves are these like bright orange and like yellow stripes it's insane it's insane <laughs> you know what's funny is i didn't think the dress looked that bad but there's a screenshot of her like holding it with her mouth and it's like that looks it is not a, it does this is not your color buddy no no it's 1000 percent not it would look so bad on her and no, like rarity is 100 percent in the right of being yeah like, i'm gonna make it's like that won't do dress. i'm gonna make you shine <laughs> yeah uh, which is what happens, because instead of fixing the button, she uh, offers to make them all new dresses. Uh, and then, oh, and then Rainbow Dash comes in. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, not just that. She, like, she breaks in through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, Rarity and now offers Rarity to has make... to patch a hole in the ceiling. Good job. Good job, <laughs> Dash. Thanks. <laughs> she offers to make Twilight and Applejack dresses, and then Rainbow Dash crashes through the ceiling. And Rarity is like, oh, why don't I make all of all six of us dresses? It'd be really cool. And then, and then. Then we get a banger. We get a fucking banger. (laughs) My God, Art of the Dress is so good. It's so, genuinely so good. Like, yeah, uh, if you don't, if you've not heard this song or, or don't remember it, go listen to it real quick. It's cute. (laughs) It's, it's really, it's nice. It's a good rarity song. Take a pause right now and go listen to it. And as soon as... And, and come back right after that. Okay. You should have listened to Art of the Dress. And it's a banger. It, yeah, it's We're really... We're all on the same page now. It's a banger. Yeah, see, everyone agrees. It's yes. won an Oscar. It's won, it's won a Tony. <laughs> it has not done <laughs> It's won a pony. A pony award. <laughs> that does not have... It's not work. No, it doesn't. So Art of the Dress, it's a song about rarity sewing. The end. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Perfect. Hope you liked it. (laughs) She goes into like the details of making each person's dress specifically. And it's got some of like the 
it almost looks like the concept art for some of the dresses. Yeah, yeah, there's, it was shown earlier, it's, uh, I think it's, it must be Saul of Rarity's own artwork. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like yeah. these, these, like, drawings with some, some nice line width, I'd like to say, very nice. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it's got, like, the concept art for the dress, it shows her draw, oh yeah, it literally shows her drawing it, like, she's using her magic and using some crayons and markers to, to plan all these dresses and, is going through saying like, oh, pinkies, that's easy. It, you know, it's gotta be something pink. It's we need something breezy for Fluttershy. It's we need something mm-hmm. brash and fetching for Rainbow Dash. Um, yeah, it's just going through like listing what's like. Okay, h- how will these dresses suit my friends' personalities well? And and mm-hmm. there's like fun transitions of like different stitches and cutting fabric and floating mannequins around and and opals there. <laughs> just yeah Mm-hmm. uh can i get into a weird tangent before we move on to how they receive the dresses yeah i mean it's we're already in tangent city this episode so lay, lay that's it true. <laughs> yeah that's true rarity's voice actor or her singing voice actor uh is kazumi evans she auditioned for twilight mm-hmm. originally and uh just due to her like cadence she got uh rarity instead and one of the weird things for me is I looked on the Wikipedia. I was looking on the Wikipedia to see, like, who was singing for Rarity. And she's credited for being Rouge the Bat in Sonic Prime, which <laughs> came out in 2023, which means they're still, this, like... This year. <laughs> they're, like, retroactively going back. And someone was like, oh, yeah, Kazumi Evans, I have to go back and update her page on the Friendship is Magic wiki. Like that's so strange. I it's not I don't like know. this is. I love that. It's not like this is like aggregated from like Wikipedia. It doesn't like automatically grab these. Like someone had to go in. Someone and do had that. to manually. So strange. Yeah. But also, like I don't know that I think that like shows just how like this series is so dear to so many people that like they are willing to update it. You know, it's the show may be over, but it's still so beloved. It's like, eh, why not? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's just very wild. Oh, yeah. Which actually, since we're talking about voice actresses, um, I think, yeah, all of the main six have different singers for their singing voice, like different voice actresses, uh, except for Rainbow Dash and AJ. Because, uh, I, oh, God, why am I forgetting her name? Ashley Ball? Is that right? That sounds right, but I don't know. Don't Oh, God, me. I'm so sorry if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but she's, uh, because uh, she actually, I think she has, like, her own band in her spare time, but she, she has, she is, like, trained to sing, so she just does... The singing voices, which I think is really cool. It is, uh, Ashley Ball. Okay, good, good. It has Applejack and Rainbow Dash. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she does their singing voice as well as their regular voice. Otherwise, everyone else has a specific singer to do the singing roles for them. Mm-hmm. After Art of the Dress, they all look at their dresses and they're not happy about it. <laughs> which is insane. Which, which, which is, is insane. insane because... All of the dresses except for one are, like, really, really good. You say except for one. It's fine. You're it's, you're mean. You're just mean. It's whatever. You're just a little hater. It's, <laughs> I, okay. I don't like it personally. <laughs> but, yeah, none of them uh, like their dresses. They think that it's not, you know, it's not them enough. It's not what they envisioned it to be. Specifically, they say it's not what they expected. Mm-hmm. But God, with the way they react, they, you would act like these, like, dresses are made out of, like, sludge or something. It's, like, yeah, ha- so ungrateful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 
very very crappy none of them are happy with it uh and so rarity later corners fluttershy and is like hey please please tell me what i did wrong like i will fix this please tell me and she like pushes fluttershy until she goes into just this like rant about all of the various like minutia of why she doesn't like her dress specifics like uh, like to the seam type to the fabric choice it's like damn where did you where did you get this knowledge (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And then we get into the reprise of Art of the Dress as she attempts to fix, quote-unquote, all of the things that her friends don't like about their gorgeous dresses. And just from the snippets we see, uh, it's not going well. Yeah, because oh, even though... Right. hey. Oh, yeah, what's up? One of the things that, that Fluttershy says... Uh-huh. I think... It might be in the reprise. It's either in the reprise or right before. Uh, she's, oh, she, I, I know what off, you're going to say. She offhandedly mentions French hot couture. <laughs> and do you know what means, that means? <laughs> that means that France is an equestrian. That or, means that there's a horse France somewhere. Horse France. Which makes me wonder, why didn't they call it Prance? Because then they'd have to say French hot couture. <laughs> ah, the French. <laughs> ah, the French. Um, I just thought that was... There's so many like Horse weird, like France. I said, weird discrepancies in all three of these episodes. I just thought that was funny. I, sorry, I'm just I'm just reeling and trying to figure out just like... It, it, let's, let's say, let's say hypothetically <laughs> that we have <laughs> a, a prance, Par- Paris prance in a... Mm-hmm. I really, I hope that this isn't just nightmare on the pop filter. I'm realizing. <laughs> Paris Prance. Paris Prance. Um, like, is it? Are we imagining just like normal ass Paris that also just happens to be in Equestria? Like, there's just that's where people live. Or are we imagining an equestrian version of Paris in France? <laughs> I mean, I was imagining France, but it's just like horses live there. But like the Eiffel Tower is still there, and like. It's all. It's just Paris, but with horses. Do you think the Mona Lisa's there? Does Leonardo da Vinci uh, exist in Equestria history? Equestrian history. I'm desperately trying to make a Leonardo da Vinci joke, but I can't. I can't get a horse joke into that. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, also during this uh, reprise, Emily is going to go on. <laughs> I'm sorry. A, a little I'm sorry. Rant. We say rant, but we have to take a little uh, fandom detour. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. di- didn't you write in your notes, you told me before this, that you said, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, this is the first, oh boy, here we go, I wrote in my notes. There's two of them. What? Oh, okay. Well, hey, at least the second one's fun. This is not... The second one's all right. Yeah. Okay, so, oh boy, here we go. In regards to... Let's set the scene. We have we have Rainbow Dash. She's she's milling about. Everyone's being pretty forward about what they want with their dresses. All yada yada yada. Mm. Uh, and then Dash is like, it's it's fine. It's whatever. And being the least helpful uh, critique ever seen. And then Rarity's like, okay, what? And she says, it needs to be about twenty percent cooler. Which, dear listener, and uh... that 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 phrase, twenty percent cooler means one of two things in your brain. It either means, okay, that means nothing. Which, if you think that, 
you're right. This statement you're is correct. nothing. Or you're like, oh, 20% cooler. This was the slogan of all bronies in 2012. This was what every single person said constantly. This was for no like reason. the Rainbow Dash on, quote. This was on t-shirts. This, this was, was on t-shirts. It was on fridge magnets. This was it on was, It was in Borderlands as a perk, as a reference to the show. Like for some reason everyone latched onto 20% cooler and I to this day will not get why. Like I have like I think I have like three separate songs that have that either as the title or in reference to it. <laughs> Like oh, I don't, not, I don't it's understand. Not huh? It's not that funny. It's not that funny. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. It's just whatever. It's, anyway, it's fine. It's a throw. It's just. It is baffling to me that like this became like such a huge phrase within the fandom, especially like in like the early days here. You know, when there's so many other funnier lines that could have been used in reference. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Twenty percent cooler. Whatever. <laughs> They were just clinging to anything that Rainbow Dash said. Just they desperately were. needed more Rainbow Dash lines. <laughs> that, I There really was this infatuation with Dash in season one, huh? For a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, she's still super beloved, which I... You, Crazy. You know, you know our opinions on Dash. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's nothing... It's nothing. Yeah. Whatever. For some nothing. reason. Like, if you doubt me, look up just the phrase 20%. You will get, like, thousands, if not millions, of, like, reference hits. You know? Like, I don't... I have no idea. Hang on. Hang on real fast. Yeah. Uh, 20% cooler. Enter. Uh, there's a Know Your Meme page. Mm-hmm. Um, taken from the 14th episode of first season of My Little Pony. Suited for success. Um... Nothing. There's nothing on this page because it's nothing. <laughs> um, it's nothing. Well, but it, and yet it and yet it was such a thing. Everything for some people. I don't. I don't know why. It's fine. We yeah, it's fine. After the reprise, uh, we find out that her new dresses are going to be put on a little fashion show for someone from canterlot well not just that reel it back uh spike enters the scene and it's like oh my gosh guys i just ran i just ran into hoity toity uh a a fancy pegasus from canterlot uh which by the way hoity toity is like uh one of our few like stallion characters um yeah there's not not a lot in season one yeah yeah so he's he's like this uh oh gosh let me let me look at him He's like a dark gray earth pony with, with this funny lighter gray, like, pomp, not pompadour, mm-hmm. but almost like a Beethoven style haircut, you know? Or Mozart. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it feels like a big powdered wig. <laughs> He's got this, like, little, like, collar with a cravat and then these little, like, uh, cuffs or spats for his hooves. Yeah. But then he also it, has a big set of <laughs> aviators, which is really, it's fu- really funny. It's a look, honestly. It, he's he's, he's serving some classical with a side with the side of Avicii. I don't know. <laughs> hmm But anyway, yeah, Spike Spike storms onto the scene. It's like, oh my gosh, it's it's fashion show time. And I, I got I told him about how awesome your dresses are. Which is bad because now Rarity has to show off all the dresses that she is not particularly proud of due to the other main six's requests. Uh all to... the worst dresses in history. Yeah, the worst dresses in history, and has to show them off to someone who I I think she already knows about him. 
mm-hmm. and like idolizes and could be a huge breakthrough for her in like this industry she wants to like make connections into. So it's like cool, great, thanks, Spike. Yeah, it's it's which is uh, fun because like great. any other time that would be so awesome. It's like oh my gosh, wow, thank you, Spike. That would be. It's such an op- awesome opportunity to show my art to someone who can see it and hold a fashion show and bring it all Ponyville. And mm-hmm. nope, <laughs> no, bad, bad dress time. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and then we get to the uh, fashion show, which is where I wrote, oh boy, here we go too. <laughs> and here we go. It's time for the vinyl scratch tangent. Yeah, I knew it, I knew <laughs> so- it was coming, but... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So let me set the scene. We have we have a runway. We see a DJ turnstile, uh, and and this this unicorn uh, uses some unicorn magic to drop the needle and play some some cool electronic tunes to set the scene. Uh, and this this swag ass white unicorn is vinyl scratch. And I want to clarify, this little unicorn with like spiky blue hair and cool sunglasses, we see three seconds of her and these three seconds <laughs> exploded i know i know he went on uh a 20 percent cooler tangent earlier but this was bigger than that this was way bigger than that this pony uh the fandom just lovingly decided to call vinyl scratch uh i'm not sure if vinyl scratch was like a fan name first and then adopted kind of like steven magnet or if we pulled it from some other like marketing thing i don't know Um, i do know i i mean i wasn't like super into the fandom back then but before she was vinyl scratch she was very widely known as it is dj pone 3 yes yeah pone yeah pone 3 verge because this was the age of dead mouse you know dead mouse 5 you know like so they're like oh look it's a a pony dead mouse Mm mm-hmm um yeah i i feel here's the thing i feel like i saw vinyl scratch first but i, I know didn't. that it was officially okay wig um <laughs> well I, i'm just i'm just saying that like when i was in the fandom back in 2010 for a very short period of time vinyl scratch did not exist a dj pony did exist yeah well it goes back and forth it goes back and forth because i've like official merch featuring her yes mm-hmm. there is i should clarify there is official merch of this three second pony people loved her yeah she rocks <laughs> yeah and here's the thing i would genuinely consider one of my favorite designs in the entire show because i just people love this little unicorn mm-hmm. uh and, and i can't blame them it's because like wow look at this cool this cool little mare who's bobbing her head to the tunes and there's so little there and yet so much, you know, like the potentials are yeah. limitless. It's like cool, cool EDM pony. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the the remix and like music scene for for My Little Pony was enormous. Like, I don't think I've seen another fan of quite reach that like, I don't I don't know what the right way to describe it is. Just. The sheer amount of music to come out of the community. I think the closest is like Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I would say Homestuck, but yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's is definitely close. Oh, val- yeah, that's valid. That's valid. Because that's a that's a chord the internet I haven't really interacted much with. Yeah. At least yeah, in that was... era, you did. I did mm-hmm. not. It was big. Yeah. But I think of by like modern fandom times, I think Five Nights at Freddy's is probably the closest we got. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Which is funny be- because like... 
the the one of the hugest like biggest like songs that even people that don't know anything about Milo Pony know is Discord by Eurobeat Brody or yeah. specifically like the Living Tombstone remix right. and then the Living Tombstone went on to make the the Five Nights at Freddy's song that like everyone knows uh, mm-hmm. please let us get in no lock us away you know you know yeah Five Nights, Nights at, at Freddy's <laughs> yeah uh. Every, everyone knows it um but and like everyone in the music community is like we are adopting this character this is our baby this is our this is our new little blurba or little meow meow like everyone yeah. loved her like i actually oh my god i just remembered something um i took like one of my little like uh classes i took in high school uh was a little graphic design class mm-hmm. uh and they had a vinyl cutter in there uh, and it's like, all right, for one of the things, you need to learn how to use Illustrator. And we're going to use Illustrator to make some cool vectors and cool decals for yourself. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I did the one for the assignment. And then I was like, can I make one for my laptop, please? They're like, yeah, okay. So I made one that was Vinyl Scratch. <laughs> That's funny. That's really cute. I just remembered that. Um, But yeah, no, uh, this character does come back eventually. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just because the reaction to this one background design was so strong. Um, from uh, And like I, I said, yeah, she did. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, from what I understand, um, a lot of like the fan favorite background ponies come back in at least some capacity, but a lot of them come back sort of almost even in a bigger capacity. Yeah. Yeah. This one definitely still stayed in the background for the moment. Like there's no episode mm. that is the final scratch episode. Um, tragedy honestly uh but she i mean i've heard she has a pro like a, a decent uh presence in the comics so hmm, okay um also from what uh, i mainly know is uh they do the fun like dichotomy like the fandom does the fun like dichotomy thing where like they ship this like hardcore like edm a hard electronica pony with like the very like delicate like uh orchestral what is it octavia it is Octavia. I was. Yeah. I wanted to avoid talking about Octavia because we we we'll get to her later. That was another background yeah, we'll character. We'll cover her more heavily um, later, but they're that often is. Sort of yeah, you know how off. I say I don't really care about ships in the show. Mm-hmm. That is one of my like three exceptions. I am ride or die for a vital at Octavia. <laughs> That's funny. I love that the only like um, actual like ships that you care about are ones that are like just. Not important. You're like Lyra and Bon Bon, uh, fucking Vinyl and Octavia. Is Cheese Pie nothing to you? Yes. Cheese Pie is okay. nothing to me. <laughs> You're nothing to me! <laughs> You're like, that's not important, even though it's literally canon in the finale. But okay. Mm. <laughs> you stew because I'm right. <laughs> I stew because I don't like cheese sandwich. Um, I know you don't. Uh, it's, it's, it's you've got time. It's okay to have wrong opinions. <laughs> I don't mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm, we're back. I'm in almost. Them. I'm. I know. I'm almost done with the vinyl tangent. All okay. almost done. Um. Uh, because like this first clip, we uh, you know, we get a whole three seconds of her. But even though like we only get that, and because she was so positive received, she got merch like pretty quickly. That's funny. That makes sense though. Like, uh, I remember it was a huge deal. Uh, there was, uh, a Toys R Us package that was called, like, I think it was, like, called, like, the Fan Favor Collection. Uh, mm-hmm. and that had our first figure of Nightmare Moon, which was dope That's as awesome. hell. Uh, and then there was, there was a vinyl DJ Pwn 3 figure included in there. That rocks. 
Yeah, and um, it's fine because the fan... It, it was such a weird, like, fan favorite thing because it... Oh, yeah, Trixie was in there, too. Good, good. That was Trixie's first, like, uh, brushable figure. And then the other ones were some random, like, I don't know why they were in there. Like, there was one, I think, Lemony Drops? I, I don't know. Some, like, background, like, whatever, but... But yeah, that was in, uh, I double-checked, 2012. Like, they were pretty quick Damn. on it, all things considered, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that was the first of, like, many figures. There was, like, uh, you know, blind bags, a, f- a few brushables. Uh, one of the Comic-Con exclusives uh, was, like, a uh, one with, like, Swarovski crystals on her horn. and on our, Like, her horn and glasses and mane uh, oh in 2013. <laughs> yeah. <That's wild. laughs> but yeah, no, she is, she is huge and i love her i feel like she was the perfect blend of like a character that the the uh, not developers the the writers and artists knew what to do with her as well as the fandom like fully embraced her she's just i love her (laughs) oh yeah absolutely and uh especially with like fan sort of like favorites like this it's nice to have a character that has just sort of like a definable personality trait which is like that she's a dj the like splash of something unique which is sort of you know her glasses and then having it still be cohesive enough that you can just like sort of slap it on your existing templates you know for hasbro to just pump it out and like i think that's why like stuff like this and trixie were a lot faster than say the paris sprites because like they didn't have an existing template to just sort of slap a coat of paint over and throw out of the they're out of the factory. No, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? There was there was just enough there, and like mm-hmm. I think we should emphasize this was a three second clip of a horse bobbing her head to some music. Yeah, vinyl shows up for like maybe three seconds. Like, uh, it's as Hoity Toity comes out, uh, and the fashion show begins. It cuts to vinyl scratch. The music starts because she puts the needle on the record, and then she starts bobbing her head, and then it cuts away That's to Spike, it. and then we don't see her ever again. Uh, we don't see her until the while. season two finale as a which by the way when we get there i lost my goddamn mind they brought her back <laughs> That's fine. um hey what okay I, i'm sorry i know i've been talking about her a lot i have one last tangent about her all right shoot uh do, do you know how we got the name dj pwn 3 like as our like first official name for her no i mean aside from the fact <laughs> that it's just pony <laughs> okay so so the Hub, which was the the channel that Friendship is Magic aired on on, on daytime television, mm-hmm. had a little they had little you know like promo spots like they had fun little in between like channel bumpers you know, mm-hmm. um, and there was a channel bumper called Equestria Girls. We're not talking about Equestria Girls, the the TV show movie specials where they're teenagers. Oh no, wait, you mean the California Girls? Uh... I mean the California Girls. Oh, boy. So yeah, uh, the Hub made an entire parody song of California Girls by Katy Perry with reworked <laughs> lyrics called Equestria Girls. And that is the first time, not only where we, we have like a name for this, for, for Vile Scratch, uh, it's the first time that the Hub used the word bronies. <laughs> oh, right. When did that uh-huh. air? Uh, hang on. <laughs> According to the wiki. Mm-hmm. Question Girls is a promotional video from The Hub. It features a parody of Katy Perry's song California Girls that first appeared on The Hub on May 24th, 2011. 2011? 2011. Hang on. Now Getting I'm, in early now on that I'm one. I'm going to look something up. Hang on. By the way, that's a day after my birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, oh, me. Oh, happy birthday, you. 
on the looks of it. What day was it, you said? May 24th. May 24th. Okay, so it was... It, it was after the season finale, which was May 6th, 2011. And so mm-hmm. it it took less than a full season of this airing for, like, the fandom to fucking kick up and use it, the term brony. And yeah, to be like, it, it, it is, it cannot crazy. be understood how much, like, a flash of the pan this was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm looking at the lyrics. Oh, uh, Richard Clarfitt, this is not sung by Katy Perry. <laughs> no, it's sung no, by- yeah. of course not. Could you imagine if it was, though? Yeah, I, no, I couldn't. Uh, but you know, it's sung by Pinky, and I'm looking through these lyrics, and man, <laughs> and so, instead of saying like sip and gin and juice, like they can't say gin and juice. They're they're little babies. They say mm-hmm. sip and rainbow juice, talking elements of harmony. Uh, and then it says our bronies <sighs> hang out too. Come on, bronies, says Spike in the background, because they know we're awesome fillies. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we we need to stop talking about this. This is making me like lightheaded. And when else are we gonna talk about? Do you want an entire episode dedicated to the Equestria Girls channel buffer? <laughs> we, okay, I. This is this is giving me a headache. I think no one can groove like the girls with the hooves once you party with ponies. I think you'll we've be seeing rain booms about Equestria Girls the bumper now. Uh, they do say boats on hoops, bikinis on top. Why are they wearing bikinis? That is what a good titties question. do they have to cover? <laughs> also, the idea of bikinis being required at a beach means that they're always naked. <laughs> they go to the beach like, hey, cover. There's up. like a thank you. Yeah, there's like a reverse modesty thing going around, going on where like they can, they should only cover up more skin at the beach instead of vice versa. That's I, funny. Man, I don't fucking know anymore. Let's just... It, it's like... In a, wait, I... Here, I'll tie up in a little bow. Great. The... the It says male backup slash Spike. It doesn't sound like Spike, but they use Spike talking. Like, this isn't... This isn't, like, a reanimate thing. They're just using, like, clips from the show. Yes. Uh, and they just have, like, Spike talking, I guess, as the background. And it says, break it down, DJ Pwn3. And they show the clip of, of that, our little... Our little white magical unicorn. And that's Amazing. how we got it. Amazing. <laughs> and this was this is a three second clip in this episode, by the way. This yeah. this takes yeah. it, it is <sighs> Okay. And this right here is why I love the world of My Little Pony. And honestly, I know a lot of people have really bitter feelings towards like the brony fandom as a whole and i cannot blame them because it was a male space dominated like uh, like a female space being dominated by a bunch of dudes you know yeah, especially back but in the I, day yeah oh yeah yeah it's way better now like i feel like there's never been a better time than now to like give the show a chance because it's like calmed down you know <laughs> and that's why i am yeah I think, but uh, but i look at this and i look at this and i'm like it, it, I, it was so fun to participate in something like this about seeing something for three seconds and just going wild with it, you know? Yeah. And that that is, like, one of the more positive experiences that I will credit to this fandom in its, its like, golden years, you know? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of that kind of energy and, like, fandom surge has sort of died down with the advent of, like, cringe, you know? Like, people don't really do this kind of stuff anymore, and it's sad. It makes me sad. I miss being so excited about silly little 
things like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. People don't really make self-inserts. People don't really, like, do fun, like, background stuff anymore. Like, it's... I don't know. It's sad. Or, counterpoint, they are, but also we're not, like, high schoolers that are spending all our time on DeviantArt anymore. <laughs> well, we should be celebrating that even as adults. We no, should be oh, absolutely, absolutely. voices and sharing bad DeviantArt uh, pictures and encouraging those artists to grow. I think you should make more art even if it's bad. The world needs more bad art. I agree, and I think that just because there is a enormity of, like, very well-trained or self-trained digital artists, I think that it's important that we share and celebrate really bad art. Because back in fucking 2010, we were all drawn, you know, fucking manga on DeviantArt where they had the huge heads and the bad eyes and the, you know what I mean? Like, and, oh, and yeah. it, was, it was more normalized and celebrated because it wasn't sort of washed out by a lot of, or like, diluted by better artists. And I think that we need to balance it out. We need to return to harmony. You know what else I harmony. think? Just... <laughs> the elements of harmony the elements wow. are drawing bad and having fun it's true those are the only also two when i say drawing bad i don't mean like bad i mean like the, the the early steps of an artist that's still learning like i never mean that I mean in bad. a like wow this fuck you <laughs> i mean bad in not like a negative way i mean bad in like a looking at a piece of art and going boof that's not <laughs> okay, well okay, done yeah. but i love it but i think what's even more important is like Especially with the advent of AI art, it's like, okay, any any tech bro can, like, type in some things and use a collage of the internet unsourced to make something. I think it's even more important to be like, you know what? No, I am going to pick up, a, like, a ballpoint pen or a pencil and make something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's even more important, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, you, I agree. There's, you know? there's more heart in badly drawn deviant art pictures than like quote-unquote really fancy looking good ai quote-unquote good ai drawings absolutely and if you want if you're if you listening right now want to just grab out a piece of lined paper and draw sunny skanks we will retweet every picture <laughs> of sunny skanks holy on shit if our... we ever <laughs> On, on our yeah. official Twitter page, FIM is. Content. I need to draw Sunny Skanks first, though, huh? Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing other people's interpretations before yours, also. That is true. That is true. <laughs> just, just, no, seriously, just make any... art for the sake of making art. Please, God, the world needs it now more than ever. It's true. Hey, uh, we've been talking about Vinyl Scratch for like a half of an hour. Uh, In- do you want to? Insane. Let's move on. We still you have wanna... another episode. To- we still have a whole a whole other episode, except it's fine because feeling pequeños are very good. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins, haha, so to speak. Haha. Uh, haha, because horse reins. Um. So. Can you explain get... the joke more? Yeah, of course. Uh. So. Please don't. Uh, typically, all... horses when they are bridled, they also have reins, you. which a rider uses to, uh, like they take they take the reins and they, um, guide the horse. Uh. Okay. So. What if I rained on your get... parade? <laughs> Can you explain that? Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> we're we are in rare form. We had to take a break halfway through the episode, and we uh came back. We are in rare form today we're in rarity form 
So anyway, um, <laughs> right. After she makes the, uh, we're gonna take a little step back. She makes a bunch of bad dresses that she hates, and um, that all of her friends love. They're, it's exactly what yeah, they the, wanted. She like, hates. Yeah, them. we're going back to the fashion show. The fashion yeah, back, show is happening. Back to the fashion show. Yeah, Hoity Toity shows up, and uh, they put on an impromptu fashion show. Uh, Vinyl scratches there doing the music and uh this little fancy hoity-toity is in the front of the uh crowd and each of the five ponies everyone but rarity uh goes on stage and shows off their dresses and they all suck shit (laughs) they're all really bad except except for rainbow dashes rainbow dashes is actually pretty good i really like i genuinely really like rainbow dashes so let's okay. So first off, we we have Twilight. <laughs> Twilight is wearing like a frock with some like um, Independence Day type stars coming off the top of her head. It's like a constellation tablecloth that they put yeah. a hole in. Which hey, I just noticed something insane. I just yeah. noticed something insane. <laughs> What's up? There is a centaur constellation on this dress. <laughs> We're gonna ignore that. We have to ignore. No. It. We have to... What? What are you? They're centaurs. Centaurs are in Equestria mythology. If centaurs are in Equestria, if centaurs does... exist in Equestria, then that means that Twilight shouldn't have been so confused about having hands in Equestria girls. Where where is the discrepant? I don't. I, okay. We, we are putting on. a pin in this. I'm on. I'm making a giant poster sized note that says centaurs question mark when we get to our inevitable Equestria Girls episode because I right. just noticed that and I feel like I'm going insane. Great, we're putting a pin in that. Um, Fluttershy has a nest for a hat. I'm only not just now realizing and has like, <laughs> she uh, like does. A, what am I trying to say around her neck like a little. Hoop like of petals, she's like like it's. She looks like Meganium the Pokemon. <laughs> she does look like Meganium the Pokemon, and her like hooves have like moss on them, and she also has just like a blanket draped over her back half. You know what's fine with with Flourish's sewing knowledge? Uh, apparently, the sewing knowledge she have, you think that her dress would look better. One would think her freaky sewing knowledge. Yeah, her freaky sewing knowledge. Uh, <laughs> Applejacks, I think, is the funniest of all these. <laughs> Yeah, because you love. She has her galoshes. Yeah, the galoshes line. Yeah, she has. She has like yellow rain boots, like like work rain boots with like black soles, and like this like quilted skirt thing, and like a harness, and then she has this like clown ten gallon hat. The biggest ten gallon hat. It's It's like like a twenty gallon hat. It's the. It's just huge. It's so tall. It's it's like twice as tall as her head is. Uh, yeah. Let's save Rainbow Dash for last because it actually does kind Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, describe Pinkie for me. Pinkie Pie has what... She has balloons tied to her tail. She has an enormous cupcake on her head. She has bows on her feet and a tutu out of what looks to be recycled plastic bottles. <laughs> That's a way to describe it. Yeah. It looks very stiff and unpractical. Yeah, not practical. Yeah, it looks bad. And then Rainbow Dash kicks fucking ass. She's it got like this rules. like she's got like this like gold plated like boots, and she has like this like gladiator sash. helmet. Yeah, she has like this cool gladiator helmet with like uh, the rainbow stripes on it, 
It's so fucking cool. She it's she like, rocks. It's not a. It's here's the thing. It's like not a dress, but it is a look. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like her back boots have like the little Hermes wings. It's so cool. Uh, and we have a shot of all five of them against uh like the curtain and uh rarity's logo which is sort of like a stylized uh r made out of her hair with her eyes in the middle of it in the negative space it's really really cool can i admit something you didn't realize it was an r yeah i didn't realize it was an r until i'm looking at it right now okay because r's have like the left yeah there's no like left line of it but it's the it's the it's the right half of it like the the circular upper part and then I, the I guess, tail. I guess it could be seen as an R. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely it's cool. an R. It's definitely. I an like R. it. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really. Cool. Anyway, so there's their shitty dresses that Rarity's like. All right, I guess this is what you wanted. I can't wait to show this to a person who may, who would like want to hire me, but now never will. You know. Yeah. Uh, and they look out at the audience, and they are making like the most like grimace emoji face you've ever seen. And... It's just an audience of cringe, of, like, the grimacing emoji. Just a, yeah. a sea of grimacing emojis. And I can't remember, one of them is, like, I think, I think maybe it's, like, Applejack. Like, why are they all looking at us like that? And Twilight, like, literally looks down at herself and she goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's just sort of, like, the wake-up moment of, like, ah, I see what I'm wearing now. Uh, and then Hoity-Toity says that it's gross and bad and it looks like someone basically just vomited everything over fabric except the kitchen sink. And then Rarity has a funny visual <laughs> gag where she kicks the kitchen sink back behind the stage. Very like the funny. Cr- it's, it's a good, good bit. Good bit. Good bit. Very funny visual gag. And then she's like, oh god, nobody can know that I did this. Hide me. And Hoity Toity asks who's responsible. And Spike goes, hey Rarity, come on out, Rarity. Yeah, hey Rarity. This This pony by name. It's yeah, the, and then is the most sad. It's the most walk of shame miserable ever walk witnessed. of shame. It's so funny, and she just kind of waddles out, and everyone is like, "Oh, this is bad." And then it just cuts to her in her bedroom, in like this, like a very frilly frufu like nightgown, like "Woe <laughs> is me!" One hoof on her forehead, like lying on a fainting couch, talking about how she's a laughing stock, and it's like yeah, how, the most question. me. Yeah. <laughs> how many pints of ice cream do you think she's gone through in this time? Like a dozen, at least. Okay, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Way too many for a horse. Fuck, you're right. Yeah. My favorite line is uh, where she's like, just leave me here to wallow. And she's like, what do ponies even wallow in? Pity? I'm so pathetic. I don't even know what they wallow in. And it's so fun. I love Rarity See, so that's much. your favorite line. Do you know what my favorite line is? What's yours? So the rest of the main six are sitting outside the door feeling bad because they were bad friends this episode. Yes. <laughs> And then Pinky's like, she's going to become a crazy cat lady. And they're like, she only has one. And then she says, give her time. (laughs) Give her time. It's just so good. Just give her time. Yeah. Just opalescence being the start of one of many cats for a crazy cat lady. Mm -hmm. Also, I I don't know if it's a... I don't know if it's a line from the actual uh, episode or if it's just on the wiki, but I like Twilight saying, you're not a laughing stock rarity, and Rainbow going, she kind of is. I don't remember that. If that is, that... (laughs) I don't know. It's really funny either way. Either way, it's funny as hell. She kind of is. She kind of is. 
Uh, and so in order to inspire Dear Rarity and sort of help get her confidence back, the rest of them see her plans for her own dress because she was working so hard on all of their dresses. Uh, first the good versions and then the crappy versions. She didn't even have a chance to get to her own dress. Uh, and they all see it and uh, like it sort of like cuts away and then they like draw her out by like throwing opal up a tree basically uh and when she comes out she realizes that they all finished her dress using fluttershy's and i quote freaky freaky knowledge (laughs) of sewing sewing. freaky knowledge of sewing yeah um and so they finished her dress to her specifications the exact way that she uh designed it and they're like do you like it and she's like i don't like it i love it and it's a very cute moment and then they realized that you know like hey we suck shit sorry for being such bad friends <laughs> they realized that it's important to leave stuff like that up to the expert you know like she knows sewing she knows fashion that is her thing you know she's not gonna come in and tell applejack how to buck apples and they sort of realized that like we took over this creative vision even though like she has more practice than we do and she knows what's good better and so well, like not just that but also like like getting a gift and being thankful for the gift instead of being like mm, it should be like this you know yeah that as well yes um and they who who is it is it rainbow dash brought hoity-toity back so someone did someone I can't brought hoity-toity back and are basically like we're gonna show him the actual dresses that rarity made to show him that like no she's not a laughing stock she's uh really good at this and so they put on a second smaller fashion so show inside a carousel boutique and like fucking i have to rant about rarity for a minute right mm-hmm. like i feel like her skill and like her talent is like less uh noted or prestiged by the others you know like it's like oh twilight is magic which is really cool and applejack has like her family and the apple farm Mm -hmm. which is important because it feeds people or whatever the fuck um (laughs) wow really really talking on my fave there (laughs) yeah i don't care uh but like rarely like she doesn't just make like dresses or like like uh clothing she makes like entire statement experiences like as we go through this like montage that she puts on it it's it isn't just like the the other show like the crappy fashion show where they come out and they show their dress and they walk back like twilight is introduced by like this huge magical constellation of just like beautiful stars and like she emerges from them and it like shows like her really cute like blue gown against this purple background of stars she's like like, distilling the essence of her friends into her yeah like it's yeah she is like here's the thing rarity very much is you know the element of uh, generosity uh Mm -hmm. i think like if she wasn't that i think an element that would work perfectly would be creativity yeah absolutely i think so too because she is she knows how to perfectly capture like what is beautiful and great about like the world around her you know Mm-hmm. And uh, like but this... yeah, shall shall we describe like the each dress individually? 
yeah like the yeah um like i said like i had said twilight's is like this beautiful like blue gown with like stars on it and like i don't just want to describe the dresses because like that would be doing it a disservice like this isn't a fashion show where like you the viewer like us the audience watching my little pony like see these things and it's like oh this is a representation like she's full on like with her magic actually showing all of this like the constellation like quitty twitty sees that and like after that it moves over to applejack with sweet apple acres and like we see like the field and like the apple get like uh lassoed by applejack and like that is all something that he sees in the moment and like it's just like she has crafted all of these like individualized like, like not only garments like, but experiences you're talking about like the transitions between the characters mm-hmm. yeah see it's like i never even considered that as being like i always thought it was just something for the viewer of like oh and now Mm-mm. we are framing this but that is a pretty fun idea of being like yeah rarity is using her magic to like yeah project these moments for the viewer for her and that's not just like that's not just like me like harping because rarity is fucking great and awesome but like at the beginning of this like her horn flashes and hoity-toity gasps and then we see the constellation and like uh the transition between applejack and uh pinkie pie like there's a bunch of clouds and he looks at them like this isn't just a like animation transition this is something that she's physically bringing to life in the space and it's like she's so creative i guess you're right yeah i'm looking through and it's like she is Mm -hmm. making all these like it is like hoity is reacting to all these transitions so the rainbow like lightning that comes up for rainbow this is all genuinely an experience she's bringing to life because she she doesn't view these garments as like these standalone things this fashion isn't in a vacuum you know like you need the context of like these specific things to understand why they're so important to her and why they're so important to her friends and like it's just beautiful i loved this sequence it's just so fucking well done yes i will take a breath and let you describe some of the (laughs) no don't i'm loving i've never even considered it to be viewed that way i think it's great (laughs) i i love what she does because it's like this is the one that like really showcases that like her thing isn't like i'm gonna make a garment you know like her focusing so much in winter wrap-up on the um the bird's Bird's nest nest. it's not just like i'm gonna make this bird's nest really pretty she it's that she's putting all of this like love and care and context and like thought into not only the thing but the story of the thing and it's just beautiful such a good characterization of rarity this yeah so good yeah so good it's and it's I look back at this and it's just like Rarity is I I I do think for a lot of season one she was a little underutilized but it's moments like yes. this that I'm like I, I I know I said it earlier but it's like I can't imagine that I considered her to be my least favorite because she's so man I love her and Rarity's yeah. Rarity's great yeah <laughs> I love Rarity and like maybe okay it's partly because I have a crush on her but like she's genuinely like not a weak <laughs> characterized like even in season one like they kind of yeah after no, with this... stuff like you know like uh dog and pony mm-hmm. show dog and pony show but yeah. like she's not weakly characterized like i think that they are very very quickly through even just season one learning what they want to do with her and i think that's fantastic which is great because looking and it's like there's even better rarity episodes like in the future like from yeah, here on out excited. i'm so excited i know <laughs> but like hey let's talk about some some jpegs yeah, yeah, dresses yeah. huh talk about some dresses 
uh, also, this is taking up a lot of time because feeling pe- feeling pinky keen is going to go by real fast. I know I've said that two or three times now. I know. I'm, I'm looking at this timeline and I'm like, oh my god, do we even keep Pinky Keen in here? Yes. <laughs> okay, so the dresses. These, uh, it, 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 I can't remember if we mentioned this earlier, but uh, these are the dresses that were meant for the gala, the Grand Galvin mm-hmm. Gala. And I genuinely think that these are the best dresses that the, like, the best outfits that the main six have ever worn, period. Well, I say that, but I haven't seen, like, a solid two or three seasons of the show. Maybe I'll be surprised. But I feel like these have never been topped. Like, I I love them. Yeah, I think they're I think they're all really, really good. I, like, really love, like I said, the characterization of each of the ponies in yeah. these. I think we did describe these at the beginning, actually. No, no, we, 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 sa- we saved it for now. Did we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Twilight's gala dress. It's, uh, how would, how would you describe it? It's almost like a cape. It's, there's a collar that leads into almost like a, like a saddle-esque sort of, um, clasp, I guess, on her back that leads into this big flowing cape behind her. And it's like all this very soft light blue, almost, almost Trixie colored. Like a a denim blue, maybe? Yeah, with a lot of these, like, uh, gorgeous blue and white stars all over, and she has, like, these, like, ice blue, uh, almost crystalline yeah. shoes. Yeah, they, they, they almost look like the, like, shoes that, like, Celestia wears, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah, they do. Which could be foreshadowing, I don't know. Oh, that'd be weird. Anyway, uh, and you know what I like about the stars on this dress is how they're all five point, but they're all a little funky. They're very much, like... They're, they're not how they look when you draw, like, a star, like, yeah. on paper. They're like, okay, we need something with five points. It's very angular and a little off-kilter. It's cute! I like it! Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then we transition. We have Applejack. Mm-hmm. And you don't like this dress. <laughs> I hate this dress. You hate it? I think it, it? looks bad. I think, I, it think looks... It's... I think it looks really bad. I think that she has her tail in, like, this gorgeous, like, French braid, and I think that's really pretty. And I think the hat and her hair, which is, like, kind of coiffed in the front, but it does have another French braid in the back, I think that's really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think the, like, fucking Wild <laughs> West boots. Saguaro boots and, like, the, boots are not great. the leather tassels <laughs> at the bottom of her, like, a uh, green denim, like, blank cover yeah I think it's... it sucks yeah she's got this like saddle and then it's like a leather like yeah it's it here's the thing you know i said that these dresses haven't been topped i do think there are a few applejack dresses that do there look better are probably later on. i think i think uh, applejack's you know I normal like? outfit looks better than this her just hats just Correct. applejack <laughs> uh you know what i do like about this outfit what's up she's got a funny bolo tie <laughs> I just think the bolo tie is funny. It's like got like good. a huge fucking apple at the clasp. <laughs> yeah, she's got a bolo tie. That's very fitting. Mm-hmm. Guess that's Applejack. Yeah. Uh, transition. Yeah, honestly. We have the clouds of Hoity Toy is fawning. He's like, wow, beautiful. Uh, and then the clouds come by and there's candy falling from the sky and they land on yeah. Pinky's dress, which is the best dress out of all of them. Pinky's pie. I, I can, I will respect Pinky. You uh finding pinkies as the best dress i can't remember i do I have i have a close se- i have a close second place though 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, hers is, it's got this, it's very poofy. It's, it's got these little frills. Uh, she's got like a striped blue and white, almost like little vest that, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's covered in bows. Like she has a little pink bow tie. She's got little like slip on shoes with little blue bows. And she's got like a little, like, I don't even know what kind of hat that is. It, uh, like she looks like ev- like a little like it, candy salesman, like the candy yeah. Man, it evokes you know? a candy striper outfit, is what mm-hmm. it is, and it's really really like it's got this. It is the candy striper hat and like the like stripy cape part. I don't really know what that is, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, like the chest, yeah. the chest cover part, uh, and then it's like the gorgeous like dress that is. I think that is a dress part that is the color of her hair but it like covers the back half yeah it almost looks like yeah. a big poofy tail yeah exactly uh, and there's like candy corn and lollipops that are like lining like a frill around it um mm-hmm. i i love it 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 captures her essence so well while also putting like a fun gimmick on yeah like just candy in general i not to, to you know advertise or anything but i, I drew this for uh, an acrylic standee like mm-hmm. a little 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 desk mates. I drew this outfit in Pinky singing because I, I just love it so much. Um, yeah, that's And very, I wanted very cute. I wanted to immortalize it on my desk. <laughs> it's very cute. I think that hers. Yeah, looking at the others, hers probably is my favorite. I have a close second favorite though, and it's it's surprising. Uh, yeah, yeah. We get interrupted by her like little cheery singing pose uh, with rainbow lightning. And then the sun is blotted out by uh, clouds and six little pinpricks of light poke through and each one is a different color and it all blends into the cape of Rainbow Dash, which looks fucking gorgeous. It is, she has this, like I said, like a a long cape. It's so cool. That is like rimmed with poofy um like material that is meant to evoke like clouds it's like if you like you know you have like those like kings with those like fluffy red capes with like the fringe yeah it's like this like fluffy fringe but it looks like rainbows and clouds Mm -hmm. it looks like it's clouds and then yeah like the main part instead of like you said like the red it's like uh like this deep rainbow and then she has these hoof wraps that are like golden but like wrapped around almost like greek sandals and she has the um oh what am i trying to say like the gold like leaf headdress around her head like what like like hermes wears you know like the little yes yes. why am i it's not a halo what is what is the what's the word i know what you're talking about but yeah it's you know what we're talking about <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's it's very it's very Greek inspired. It's that yeah, like she has leafy... like grapes. She has like a necklace of like grapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's very it's like very much like Roman or Greek like yeah luxury slash like warrior like it is mm-hmm. oh my it's so it's very simple like it's not a very like uh not as like flashy or um I guess detailed as some of the other ones but it's. Oh, my, I think it's perfect. I love it yeah, so it's gorgeous. much. It's uh, a so lot cool. Of, a lot of Rainbow's um, motifs seem to lean into a sort of like Greco-Roman mythological... Warrior, I mean, like I guess, Hercules and yeah, Heracles and, you know. Exactly. And it's it it's, it it just always works. It works well. It it works especially like very much like of the Olympic spirit, you know. It, it works her, with her so well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, who's next? 
uh, the vines grow up and the petals fall off of these leaves and it is revealed to be Fluttershy. And she has this like leafy green sort of dress that has like a bunch of like little flowers along the bottom. And she has these like green sandals with like vines sort of like crawling up her legs and like little, little flowers little, in her mane. Yeah, little flowers in her mane and like a big uh, butterfly chest brooch where, uh, you know, like uh, Rainbow Dash had her grapes or Applejack had her apples. Uh, and it's just all very flowy and natural and very pretty. Very pleasant. You know what I think when I see this uh, dress? Mm. I think it looks comfortable. She doesn't it look does as look, restricted. It does look comfy. It's, it, it's very... It, to call it a dress might be a bit of an exaggeration. It's more like a giant tail cover with a collar. <laughs> like... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. it looks... it look It's easy and breezy like our girl Fluttershy. It's true. It's nice. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Not really a lot of notes I want to say about that. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Uh, and then we uh, cap it off with uh, Rarity, you know, like coming forward and uh, sort of like ending the show. And her dress, as we haven't really described it, it's the one that her friends made. It is this like very heavily like layered, almost ribbony, like a lot of fabric laying over fabric. And it's all this light pink purple color. Um, with like yellow accents on it and it's like she's got covered in, she's like three covered earrings in crystals. on each ear <laughs> yeah she has like she has like earrings on both ears she has like a crystal necklace she has this gold tiara with like a diamond in the middle or like a diamond shaped amethyst in the middle of it it's just very crystalline and very like it's it's in a she's, way she's ready she's ready to go complex. to the met gala Yes. She's 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 serving, and you know that this dress was expansive. This dress was expansive. <laughs> um, but it suits yeah. her very well. It does. And then Hoity Toity love to the show. He's like, "Oh, that was so nice. It was it was so good. Like, congratulations." Well, these dresses aren't shit. You do yeah. have talent. Yeah. And he's like, uh, the episode ends on him being like, now if I could have like a dozen of these in Canterlot by the end of the week, and she's like, you know, does a little like, Ugh, and then it like, and at the ends. end, yeah. Do you but, think was uh, this like the start of like Rarity's like like the big career Kickstarter for her? Do you think? I think, I think it was. Yeah, I think because it's clear that like you know she she okay she, that's her job, but this feels like a big deal. It is. I think it is. I think that this uh, definitely started a lot of her um like you said like a sort of a career starter and it helped her break into the wider world of fashion at least outside of ponyville uh also twilight uh pens a letter to celestia through our little magic mailbox that you know she says when some pony offers to do you a favor like making a beautiful dress you shouldn't be overly critical or in other words you shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth which is funny. Um, Which is funny. I take this as fucking artists are always right and the customer is always wrong. If the artist <laughs> tells you something, you believe them. See, and it's harder for me to say that because it's like, I, I do deal with clients occasionally where I'm like, okay, and it, it is hard to find a balance between and you know your what? vision. You're always right. <laughs> You're always right. Customers are always wrong. Customers are wrong a lot. 
yeah, the customer is always <laughs> wrong. That is the takeaway well, I think, from this and the main, I think the main thing is it's especially challenging when you're working with people you care about, you know, because she didn't want yeah, to of their friends. But yeah, which is one of the Honestly. reasons I struggle with writing commissions. It's like, oh, this is such a deeply personal thing. And I don't want to, you know, I want it to be perfect kind of thing. Yeah, no, but doing art as a living is challenging. It's, it's, it's hard to find a balance between you know what you want and what you see and what they want what they see you know mm-hmm. uh and there are some other rarity episodes i think cover that well that don't deal with her like making stuff for her friends uh that makes i'm excited to get to yeah me but hey too. We've, we've been we've been talking about this one a while huh because it's a good episode it's a good uh, episode i was gonna say what would you change i don't think i'd change a single thing let me think what would actually, I change? Actually, you know what I would change? What would you change? Remove 20% cooler and see how reality is different. That'd be funny. That'd be this funny, is the like butterfly the, effect. A butterfly what? effect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what happens if we take that one thing away? Yeah. Um, no, I but yeah, I can't. I love, I love this episode. If there's one thing I would change, it's Applejack's dress. Okay. Don't like it. Don't okay. like it. Story-wise, I don't know. I don't think there's anything too heavily that I would change. I I would... Uh, the only thing I could really think of is at the end having Hoity Toity make like an actual request to sort of like later foreshadow her career and like make sense as this being like a natural starting point um but that's just that again that's me no, being that's, that's way too way too much now. of a forward thinker um what hey would you rate this episode um a i think a as well either a or a minus maybe a i just it's good it's great okay. it's a great okay. episode yeah yeah uh hey do you want to <laughs> we're talking about an episode i don't give a single fuck about i'm sorry <laughs> hey everybody welcome to feeling pinky keen this is gonna be the last 10 minutes of the episode <laughs> I'm going to give you a broad overview of it, and then we're going to try to get into a nitty-gritty, and there's going to be nothing there. You ready? You see, you say there's nothing there. I have a few notes, unfortunately. I have a couple of notes. I have, like, I have four a... notes. One of the yeah. notes says gummy exclamation point, and the other one says squeaky toy noise. There are not love... many notes. <laughs> I have I have a few more notes. I do love that I also have the note gummy exclamation point. So, yeah. so okay, broad overview. Give us the super short rundown, and then we'll break it down. Uh, Twilight discovers that Pinkie Pie believes she has a sixth sense for certain things. Her body will do twitches or whatever uh, in response. The pinky sense. Yeah. In response to certain things like, oh, my tail will twitch when something is about to fall or whatever. Uh, Twilight doesn't believe it. And so she kind of like follows her around and like studies her because she only believes in the observable. And it ends with a escape from a hydra. And that pinky uh, sense uh, is actually uh, real. Uh, well, she believes it. We don't necessarily get whether or not it's real, but okay, Twilight but like does real. believe it. Twilight does believe it. The, um, uh, the science pony. It, it anyway. Um, okay, that's the broad overview. Into... Let's yeah. get into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bad cold open. Um, with what her trying to open? turn. Yeah, Twilight's trying to turn objects into clothes for Spike. And then uh, Pinkie Pie's like, the sky is falling, 
and uh, a frog falls she's, onto Twilight's she's wearing face. a funny little um, a rainbow umbrella hat for most of this episode she's yeah she's 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 acting suspicious and like ooh ooh Twilight you you gotta watch out there's mm-hmm. there's there's watch out from above and Twilight's like what are you talking about and then a frog falls on her face uh and mm-hmm. Fluttershy is is uh flying by with a little cart of frogs for like I don't know like a frog migration <laughs> yeah basically yeah she's moving them to the like Froggy Bottom Swamp I think yes Froggy Bottom I've got notes about Froggy Bottom later but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's acting very specially about nothing, and then it's like, oh, it, it wasn't nothing. She's just, wow, there were frogs falling from the sky. Which, by the way, I have a note in here that just says Pinky can speak frog. <laughs> oh yeah, she does uh, speak to the frog a little bit. It's just, so that's it that. Happens. But yeah, no, cold open, whatever. I mean, genuinely, it's hard to talk about the nitty gritty. A lot of this episode is Twilight and Pinky are walking around together. Pinky says something's going to happen. Twilight goes, that's stupid. And then it happens, usually in a Looney Tunes comical way where, like, she says, watch out for opening doors. And, like, she gets smashed and, like, flattened against a door. Or, like, the basement door to Applejack's cellar opens and she falls in. Or, like, Pinky says something's gonna fall and Twilight's like, that's not true. And because she's so, like, confident, she falls into a ditch. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a lot of just kind of looney tunes-esque antics until think, normally i'd be down with that but a lot of this doesn't really hit no like it funny doesn't. wise yeah like there's the the one part where i sort of to myself went ah, i see what they're going for is like twilight kept sort of like getting into all of these sort of like physical like funny comic relief injuries or whatever and there was a part later where she has the binoculars and she's like watching Pinkie Pie and she's in like this wheelchair and like she's got casts on like both of her legs and one of her arms and has to like crank up her arm to like raise the binoculars and I was like okay got it they're just doing Looney Tunes like that is explicitly what they're doing because afterward it's like tails twitching something's gonna fall and she gets hit with like an anvil and a piano and all that jazz and I'm like okay this is just the physical comedy episode yeah okay yeah great which normally like sometimes a physical like i feel like the one in an uh, apple buck season like that hit there were some really fun bits in that episode but i think it's sure. just because aj was so miserable for it <laughs> yeah but it, it was less of a uh again looney tunes-esque right like yeah. that's the really the only parallel i could draw and i think that's the one that they were trying to draw the most as well it's less of that and like apple book season was a lot more like physical humor in a different way yeah physical humor and sort of like the way that my little pony does it well in you know the thing of like a drawn out scene of the the cupcake making or like uh applejack like dragging Dragging the trophy across the like those are really funny beats but Mm -hmm. like this is sort of like supposed to be like quick hit physical comedy and it just doesn't work it doesn't hit yeah, no. but anyway. Uh, and then about halfway through the episode, Pinkie Pie is like, oh, this is really weird. This is a new thing that's never happened before. Something crazy is going to happen at Froggy Bottom Swamp. And the back half of the episode is them going to find uh, Fluttershy, who has taken the frogs to the swamp, and save her from whatever this strange thing is going on, which we realize is a, a hydra. Yeah, uh, a few tangents here. One, Froggy Bottom Swamp is... Is this in the Everfree Forest? 
Or not. It doesn't say, and I couldn't find anything, but it very much seems like it. This seems like another one of those wild nature places where it doesn't follow pony rules, you know? Normally, I would agree with you, but one of the main things to me here that actually I only, like, just now realized because you said it earlier is the idea of Fluttershy and the Frog migration. Yeah, it's yeah, or she they, is bringing them there. Yeah, they can't do it themselves, and so I'm... I don't think this is the Everfree Forest, otherwise they would have migrated there themselves. Or, I guess, or they would have said that this was in the Everfree, you know? Yeah, that's true. They, they might have just pointed it out as well. But yeah, anyway, Swamp, bring the frogs there. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's just Fluttershy, Pinky, AJ, Spike, and Twilight. Yep. Um, all following along while Pinky's still being like, oh, something bad's gonna happen. They're like, mm, something, no, something well, bad's gonna happen. You're crazy. As a, as a point, she says that something crazy, unexpected, that has never happened before is gonna happen. It's, it's important to note that she's like, something very weird and never happened before. And so they all take that as being a bad thing. They all take that as like, oh, something dangerous is gonna happen. But that's not explicitly oh, yeah, I, what she says. I think what we should emphasize here is that everyone believes in Pinky's Pinky sense except Twilight. Yes, most of the episode is her trying to get physical evidence of it because she doesn't believe in something unless she can see it for herself. Yeah, but like um, the rest my... of the main six are like, yep, that's oh, that's Pinky sense. You gotta you gotta trust when her tail starts a twitching, you know. Mm -hmm. my specific note about this says twilight would be an atheist if she didn't study directly under god <laughs> yeah so so that's sort of how the episode Which, i goes. mean like yeah yeah she very much would be an atheist but it's hard to be an atheist when you have physical proof of gods and magic yeah know? when you write to god every night and she responds yeah it's like well it's a, well, it's a little different <laughs> i also have another note right under it that we sort of glossed over called that just says basement evil lair because we go to twilight's basement which we didn't she realized she had and she has all these like fucked up machines hooked up down there and she like yeah, yeah I was... pinky into this like MRI machine. This, yeah, at the end of this episode, I want to talk about uh, just some various things we've passed over between the shenanigans, and one of those was Twilight's mystery basement in yeah in her the her library. evil genius lair. It fucking rocks. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, like it's like all there's like all these vines. It, it, it looks like it is downstairs under the tree, and she's got all these like machines and like it's like a polygraph test. You know, like is that the word Poly polygraph? Yeah, um, you know, yeah, like a little lie detector test. Yeah, kind of a polygraph yeah. test. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess she has a secret evil lair basement, so. Uh, but anyway, back back to Froggy Bottom. Yeah, when they get to Froggy Bottom Swamp, there is a four-headed hydra that comes out of the swamp and uh, starts chasing them. And it's really, I, I thought this was very interesting because they've gone through the Everfree Forest and met up with other mythological creatures before. They've met, you know, Stephen Magnet, who's sort of that, like, Caesar, strange yeah. style of... Yeah, like sea serpent or dragon or whatever. And then we've, we've seen also the, the manticore. The manticore, yeah, that was the other one that I was going to mention. But mm -hmm. it had a thorn in its paw, and once that was out, it was very calm and like it didn't have any explicit like want to hurt anybody or like hunt anything. Uh, this hydra is the first like explicitly almost like chaotic evil mythical creature that we've seen. This thing it does, does seem not like have it just wants to eat them. Like yeah, actually... it just wants to kill them. That's, you know, that is funny the that you say that. Motivation. Yeah, what's up? I I have a note here specifically because I wanted to find out more about the hydra because I was like, oh, cool, another mythological creature. Um, <laughs> I found just it's just called the villains wiki. 
I guess it's yeah, just Yeah, I've wiki seen that a of... couple times. Well, the Hydra from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is on the villain's wiki. And can I tell you my two favorite notes about that minuscule page is? Please. Uh, alignment. Bad. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> and goal. Devour, Twilight, Spike, Applejack, Pinky, and Fluttershy. And in parentheses, failed. Failed. <laughs> failed. <laughs> That Spoiler like, alert for the end of the episode. It doesn't actually kill any of them. I know. I, I know that this was like the reason why we were so hesitant to talk about this episode is that Pinky dies. Yeah, this is a, it's actually a fucked up controversial episode. It was banned in a couple of states because Pinky like viscerally like dies on screen. It's really, really <laughs> brutal. Um, no. no, but just of course, no. they, of course, they're fine. But yeah, just I, yeah. I was losing my mind. Just alignment. Bad. Goal, devour, failed. <laughs> failed, yeah. So, Mood. that's that. Anyway, so they're running from the Hydra, which it has, like, it's, it's, this Hydra's interesting. It's, it's, like, kind of like a puke brown. It's an ugly brown. Yeah, it's a very gross, muddy brown. And he's got, like, this, like, triangular head with green eyes and little spiky fangs. Uh, but what I think is interesting is that there's only four heads and two front legs, but no back legs. Yeah. Yeah. He just has this, like, big, like, almost, like, serpentine tail, and he's just this... And we should clarify, this is huge. Like, yeah, one of their... it's big. It's huge. Like, the head, like, their tongue is the size of the pony. You know, it, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're running, they're running, like, oh my god, Pinky was right. There there, there was something bad. It's, you know, it's a hydra, mm-hmm. they're running. There's a giant cliff they have to jump across. And I do admit, there's a cute moment here. Yeah, it's a... It's a, it's a fairly interesting callback i'm not usually a fan of the micro songs but fluttershy references hop skip and a jump i was not expecting that because like I know, I, you and i, I both wasn't like, either. out loud were like haha hop skip and a jump and then she like said it and i was like oh okay and like it's She's like i said learning. i'm not a big fan of the fluttershy micro song but it's yeah it's like one of the early evidences that this show has continuity to, yeah yeah which a lot of shows didn't do. A lot of shows sort of had like character progression that was like wrapped up in the episode and then it didn't continue. But like continuity was kind of rare back then. And it's really neat. Or at to least see it. like, or at least like from this audience, you know, like something yeah. geared for this young of an audience, you know. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, a lot of Western cartoons, uh, just at this point in time, just didn't have it. Like there yeah. were a lot of serious Western cartoons. Most of the continuity within animation at this point was just anime. Yeah, yeah. And, but, like, and then we were about to hit, like, an awesome era in animation with Adventure yeah. Time becoming serialized. And then shows like Gravity Falls showing up and Steven Universe, where it was, yeah. you know, these that showed up just a few years after this, you know. But this really did feel like one of the first of this era of animation to do so. Yeah, it definitely was. And it's, uh, it's really neat to see stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, Pinky, Fluttershy, Spike, and I guess Applejack. Because Applejack wasn't there for, like... Applejack came with uh, Pinky and uh, Twilight and Spike, and then she just kind of like faded into the yeah, background I feel like and she's then like reappeared. Out... <laughs> I like I'm looking back through. I'm like, what Applejack's here? Like, I I was genuinely like, where did you come from? I think she just like ran ahead. Yeah, I think she did too. Um, she just sort of like shows back up, and then the only one left is Twilight, and she's trying to make it across that jump and she doesn't believe that she's gonna make it but pinky says that like she tries to like confuse the hydra and like all that jazz but it just like backfires and pinky says that she's got to believe her and just make the jump make the literal 
Leap of Faith. Well, specifically, uh, like, I would say that this mirrors the season, like, the episode two, where Applejack's like, just trust me, jump. But Pinky is specifically like, her whole body's twitching, her tail, she's wobbling, she's going crazy. She's like, oh my god, my, my Pinky sense says that you should jump. Yeah. And Twilight is, you know, apprehensive, but she does make that leap of faith and then hits a bubble at the bottom and uh, pops her back up where she's all right on the other side and the Hydra can't get to them. And then Twilight makes the cutest face you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah, so does she, though. Uh, Twilight makes a little, like, squeaky toy. That's the squeaky toy noise. She, like, makes the <laughs> little, like, happy face because she survived. Yeah. Uh, and then Pinky reveals that that wasn't the big doozy. The Hydra wasn't the wild, crazy, strange thing that uh, was supposed to happen. And tw- we get a funny Twilight. Uh, and then Twilight evolves into Rainbow fire. Dash. Nope. Yes, yeah, she. Not, not Rainbow Dash. I'm like, yes, yeah, sorry. Rapidash. <laughs> there it is. There it is. They both start with an R and end with a dash. Yeah, that's why I don't like saying, calling her Rapidash. She catches fire. Okay, no. Yeah, no. She Here's the thing, but her body turns like white, like cream white. She is literally a Rapidash. <laughs> like she's flaming mane and tail and has turned cream white. Yeah. You hate uh, me because I'm right. I hate you because it's just way too close to Rainbow Dash for a character that isn't Rainbow Dash. She turns, she evolves into Rapidash. There's a fight scene. And then they're like, oh, she's mad. Yeah. And she's like, fine. I can't fight it any longer. I believe you, Pinky. Like, clearly it, that leap of faith was what saved me. So like, whatever. I believe your Pinky senses. Uh, And then Pinky's like, oh, that was the doozy. You believing me. Like the idea of like, you know, the hardcore atheist Twilight Sparkle just like actually believing in something on faith instead of on evidence. And then they all head back and she's wearing an umbrella hat because Pinky's sense is going off and they have uh she sends her message to Celestia that is basically sometimes you just gotta believe in things even without evidence, which both Emily and I were like, that's not good. <laughs> not a good message um, to share with children i'm going to talk about that message more but our last shot of that is spike is about to send the report and then celestia like with a plane sound just lands on their balcony and takes the note physically like what (laughs) yeah (laughs) because pinky's tail was twitching so something was supposed to fall and it was celestia dropping no i know but i just i love that the plane sound like yeah oh here's here's the god of the sun bye like Mm -hmm. that's funny i like that it's it's pretty good. Oh, okay, so Feeling do we want to talk sucks. about do you want to talk about the lesson, or can I take two brief tangents? Let's talk about the lesson first. Okay, it uh, sucks. It's bad. It it's sucks. not good. And one of the things that I would fix about this episode is not having it, because if the entirety of it is revolving around the idea of taking things on faith and like not needing evidence to believe in other people, I think that's bad. I think it's bad. I think it's, I I think it's the- bad. This is one of my least favorite episodes of the entire show, just for that lesson alone, yep. because it that sucks. doesn't seem good. Uh, and because I feel like I feel like I was going crazy trying to understand the point of this episode. I'm like, this is children's show for babies. Why am I this confused? Um, yeah. Can I can I read you an archived uh, comment from Lauren Faust about this episode? Oh boy. Okay. <sighs> the last uh, the last Lauren Faust comment was from Bridal Gossip, and it wasn't a I good know. one. So I I'm know. not 
I, I'm scared. Go on. I mean, here's the thing. I don't have negative opinions about Lauren Faust. I'm mostly positive, but uh, this comment is, uh, hmm. It's I came about... into this with neutral feelings, but that bridal gossip comment really dropped me. Dropped my respect for her. I, well. And I'm scared of this one. Let's go. Let's do it. This was posted on February 11th, 2011. Okay. Oh, hey, I think that's the same day that the Toys R Us vinyl scratch toys announced. Oh, that's funny. Uh, anyway. So someone's asking her about what the deal is with Pinky Sense and feeling Pinky Keen. And I'll just I'll just read it verbatim. Can I Okay, wait. Yeah. Can I do a funny thing where I guess? Sure. I have I have a strong feeling this is going to have to do with Lauren Fast's personal religion. But go on. Go it's, on. It's you are 50% right. Knew it. Go on. <laughs> so, here's what it says. She says, "Oh jeez, I don't know if I want to open this particular can of worms." I can't speak for others who worked on this episode, but from my perspective, it's kind of like you said. There are simply phenomenons that are difficult to explain. And I'm of the opinion that faith, quote unquote, can apply to more things than just religion. For example, are we alone in the universe or is there life on some other planet? We don't have convincing evidence that aliens exist, but it takes faith to say that that's not possible at all. I'm pretty, I've heard some pretty heated debates from smart people regarding certain cases of cryptozoology. In the end, if there is an idea we explore that leads us to inconclusive answers, we are left with a choice. Believe it anyway, reject it, or wait for more answers. Obviously, rather deep for our audience, I know. And obviously, up to lots and lots of interpretation. Maybe it was a mistake. Honestly, we started the process with the concept of Pinky having that old-fashioned cliche, knees achy, it's gonna rain, Twilight not buying it, and the humor we thought came from that. Uh, and then she made an edit saying that she was going to delete the comp because it would inevitably start a flame war. Um, but yeah, no, I guess, like, the premise of this episode started from, I guess, like, old wives' tales of having, yeah, like, achy tales. joints of, like, oh, yeah, and the weather's going to change and skepticism towards that phenomenon. I have fully changed my stance on what I would change about this episode. But Go, uh, go on. But that's, that's the comments. And... I feel like this is such a flimsy ass message. Like I think, like I on one hand, I see what she's saying about like the like belief in aliens and stuff because I think there is a deeper philosophical question to be had there of being like, are we alone in the universe? I don't know. It's it's something so unfathomable we couldn't grasp because we are just small specks on this planet. Versus this little horse thinks that her wiggles can tell the future. <laughs> like. I think... Let's see, what do you think, my friend? Okay, Here, here's me coming at it from a different angle now. If I were to change something about this episode, I'd just completely rewrite it. It would be, like, the idea of old wives' tales, right? Like the, you know, like you said, like the, the achy knees or, like, the... Just sort of like general body things that people have. Like, oh, it's gonna and, rain. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's or gonna be a like, bad storm. Maybe and like, like light uh, superstitions of... I don't, sure. Like, many superstitions like founded in like something physical? I don't know. Yeah, basically like what I would do is I would have Twilight like see that and be like, that's not true. And then have it happen and be like, what is what is the truth about that? And then like sort of look into it. And, like, realize, you know, for, like, the achy knees, it's like, oh, it's the barometric pressure, and that's why, you know, bad knees uh, are predicting rain kind of thing. And, like, start to realize, like, oh, all of these things have physical proof, and, like, the other ponies, like, don't believe her. And, like, having sort of the comedy be in, like, that she's like, oh, yeah, it's this, that, and the other, and they're like, 
Twilight, shut up. And like kind of thing. And then like at the end of the episode, I would have like her like through realizing that and through like her testing, like notice something even before the rest of Ponyville does and be like, guys, this is going to happen. And then like the sort of like galvanizing event being her predicting something and then them sort of almost believing that she has like a supernatural sixth sense and her being like, yeah, that's, that's fine. And like, that would be sort of like the end of the episode is her sort of realizing like, you know, instead of the idea of being, sometimes you have to take things on faith. It's like, sometimes you need to look into something a little deeper. Yeah. And or like, it's like, understand even if something that there's... can't, most things can be explained and if there are things mm-hmm. that we can't explain maybe someday we can get an exclamation an explanation you know yeah instead yeah. of just like well sometimes things happen <laughs> like i don't mm-hmm. i guess it's hard for me to view this because i mean i was raised in like a not a hyper religious home but like i i heavily religious distanced myself from religion with age just cuz i didn't resonate with I guess the kind of belief system, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the same for me. My uh, parents, uh, or my my mom is Christian, and, like, my family believes in God, and, like, Yeah, I same. I, I don't know, I believe, I believe uh, there's some things that are maybe a little too crazy for a coincidence, but I don't, I don't think that he's up there, you know, looking down on us and listening to everything we say and being like, "Are you saying God isn't know. listening to our podcast right now?" She could be. <laughs> I'm not really sure how her schedule is, Celestia. Um, she could be though. Who she knows? could be. Um, but I just, man, and I feel like I, I don't know. The message of this episode is so strange because we have had other. Like, every other episode to this point has had stuff that are grounded in, like, concepts that are maybe easier to grasp, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, and kind then, of a bold And then here comes this one, which is, I don't... Like, all of the other lessons in our, like, episodes previously aren't really, a, like, opinionated. They're like, yeah, that makes sense to me. It's like, yep, it just be good to each other. It's like, sometimes situations like this can lead to, like, this. And then there's this one. That talks about, well, sometimes you have to have faith in things that you can't prove. And I'm like, I don't right. know if that's a good message. I don't know if that's a good message, actually. Uh, especially in our, I think especially in our current political climate, <laughs> uh, in a post, in a post slash during COVID world, you know, like. Yeah, I think it's explicitly a bad thing to take things on faith and not look for any sort of anecdotal evidence. I think it's bad to believe the people that tell you that there's no such thing as COVID and everything is lies. It's like, I don't know. I think it's, I think Twilight was in the right for this one to try and find a reason. I get a little disappointed that she's like, well, I guess I have to believe it. But also the thing we have to consider about this is that this is a world with literal magic. So. Yeah, sure. In a world with magic, I could see this being good. I don't, I, (sighs) On the shallowest part of fixing this episode, I would not have her explicitly state the quote-unquote moral. I would have it be something that exists inside uh, Equestria in a vacuum and not try to impart that to viewers. Full stop. Yeah, and maybe like something where you, like it's left to speculation of like, maybe it sure. isn't. Or it, it not just cut and draw like, oh, it, Pinky Sense is real, you know? Or yeah. here's my idea for a little rewrites. 
I just mm-hmm. had this. What if it's from the perspective of an entirely different character? What if there was just like a Pegasi or Earth Pony that just didn't believe in unicorn magic? And it's this weird conspiracy theorist that they have to be like, no, it's real. You know, like that they slowly that have to like be... educate. <laughs> that would be very funny, but I do feel like that fits almost more in G5. Yeah, that's fair. That would be Which, funny again, we should clarify, episode. we know very little about G5. We have seen the movie and that is it. Correct, yeah. I do want to fix that, though. I want to know more. Yeah, yeah. We'll watch it uh, after this. Um, what are your uh, last notes? Because I think we're oh. uh, about wrapping up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my last two little tangents is we gotta talk about Gummy! Oh, yeah. So, uh, our shenanigans earlier with Pinky and Twilight is... Uh, Pinky's like, watch out! I, I'm sensing something! Then a, a carriage runs by and gets mud all over twilight and she looks like a sad little puppy in the rain so she has to go and take a little bath and wash off all her mud and pinky's like uh twilight watch out there's an alligator in the tub and it's like that's that's ridiculous no there's not and then there's this pinky grabs this little like two foot not even two foot like one foot baby alligator that lives Mm -hmm. in this bathtub with twilight and this is how we meet Pinky's signature toy-selling pets. <laughs> yeah. Last episode, yeah, we met Opalescence. This episode, we meet mm-hmm. Gummy the Baby Alligator. And he, has, he doesn't very, have teeth, by funny. the way. That's why he's called yeah, Gummy. Yeah, that's why Not, he's Gummy. Yeah, because he just gums on little things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, Which very I, funny. I love Gummy. Um, uh, I don't think keeping an alligator is the most ethical things, but also this is a magical world, so what do I care? But, uh... I, dear listener, have many reptiles. Uh, in mm-hmm. uh, in this room alone, I have Smoothie, the leopard gecko. I have Churro, the hognose snake. Uh, and then downstairs, they're not reptiles, but I have an axolotl and uh, two frogs. So I I love my uh, non-mammalian pets. So to see the character, uh, one of the characters I re- relate to most, have a, a weird little reptile just warms my heart. Yeah, it's cute. Which, by the way, you know what I want to do? Not to date this episode, but... (laughs) So there's this gator video that Aku and I have been obsessed with. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. So there's a gator video (laughs) that is a, like, 10-second clip from Lyle Lyle Crocodile, the 2022 movie that Oscar winning! It's not Oscar winning. No, it did poorly. Flopped. Flopped. It's the... There's an alligator voiced by Shawn Mendes, and there's a 10-second <laughs> clip of a tiny baby alligator going, la 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 And it is... It, we're obsessed. We're obsessed. We're, it's our, like, start, friend chat, like, mascot now. <laughs> I think it started out as an irony thing, but, like, it's actually... It is the first not time a seat... <laughs> it's the first time a CG animal other than Paddington has made me feel anything but apathy. I'm like, wow, look at this little alligator. Look at this little, oh, sorry, crocodile. Look at this little crocodile go la 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 la. Almost everything I do in my life is fueled by either irony or like for the bit. When I saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile do his little 10 second la 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 la, I felt genuine joy and delight in my life for the first time in a long time. And it was just, it, it. Echo blew was, my mind open. Echo was raging at a video game last night, and she was she was starting to lose it. And then I just did the little laws for her, and she like came back down. Yeah, she I did. It brought it her genuinely back to reality. grounded me. I yeah. If you, you anyway, should, that's you should really draw. That, yeah, that's where I'm going with that. One, it is the new mascot of our just personal Discord server with our our crew. Is that funny little <laughs> clip of CG 
crocodile. And two, mm-hmm. I want to draw Gummy over that real bad. Please Because that's the same kind of emotion that gives me of just a big-eyed little reptile guy. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. All right, so that's, we meet Gummy. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, uh, what's, what's your other note? After we see the admittedly pretty funny version of Twilight in, like, a wheelchair with casts and, like, pulleys to, like, lift yeah. her limbs up. She gets an anvil dropped on her head, Looney Tunes style. Like, very much just gets crushed by various stuff. Uh, and there was a moving van above her. Mm-hmm. And do you know who was in that moving van? I do. It was Derpy. We have our first non-animation error cross-eyed Derpy, my friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, first time she's seen cross-eyed. Yes, because every other time we've seen Derpy previously, it's just been, you know, she's been a background character. It's whatever. Uh, and apparently this scene was actually animated with just this background character dropping the thing. Uh, like, Derpy was, like, in this episode, like, before she became popular as the funny little background character with cross eyes. Uh, and the, sh- the show's director, uh, Jason Theason, sorry if I mispronounced that, uh, actually called for a revision of the shot so that Derpy's eyes would be crossed. Oh, that's cute. Because, I mean, they needed a clumsy pony to drop like, various moving supplies on Twilight's head. And I guess mm-hmm. who better than the fandom's little beloved baby, Derpy. Yeah, little baby Meow Meow, Derpy's Yeah, horse. so this is our first, this is the return and start of of our, our baby muffins, our baby bubbles, being lovely, cross-eyed silly. Very cute. Stay silly, my friends. Stay silly. Uh, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all of Pinky Keen. Got nothing else. C minus, maybe D plus. <sighs> I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. The humor D. doesn't really hit. Uh, I like that it introduces the return of Derpy and Gummy, and uh, I guess the Hydra's kind of cool. I I do not like this episode. It has a terror. It has a. It, I think I would go as far as say this is one of the few episodes that has an outright bad message. Yeah, this is one of the, like, few, like, negative, straight-up negative messages. Um, D. It's a D. Yeah, I think... T- uh, I don't like I'm it. S- I'm saying D+. Plus. I don't... That's fair. See, I'm fluctuating between a D plus and a C-. Minus. It's just, man... Hey, remember how you Bad. said we just have to say nothing about this, and then we proceed to say a whole lot of philosophical maybes about this? Yeah, that's true. But it's fine. And that's, uh, I think that's all we got, yeah? I guess that's it, yeah. Shall we, Winter, wrap this up? Yeah. But that's, that on that, we had, we had a great episode, we had a not-so-great episode, and, god, what did we even cover before Suited for Success? Uh, we was following their friends. Right, okay, okay. we we had an episode, a great episode, and a, an episode. And a bad <laughs> so, episode. It was kind of like a like a bad sandwich. We had some dry mm, bread, but then the yeah. inside was really good. Like, that was some That's primo true. jam we put in there. Oh my god, it was. Primo <laughs> jam. <laughs> so, hey, uh, thank you so much for <laughs> listening, everypony. Uh, it means the world to us that you took the time to make it to the end. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a journey this episode. As always, our intro and outro song is the 10-year anniversary of No Matter What by Violet Pony uh, featuring Silver Stripe and Nami. That's it, yeah. Uh, if you'd like to follow us, we have a Twitter account at F-I-M is content. Friendship is magic is content. Uh, and linked to that bio are our individual Twitters. Uh, mine is Umul's Art with two O's. And Echoes is Raz Pony. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have a bit.ly slash FIMS content, all lowercase, to link you to the uh, page to find all of the various uh, podcast places that this is distributed. So so if you're sick of listening to it here, wherever here may be, you can put it somewhere else. Yeah, just just listen somewhere else. Listen listen all across listen to episode one on Spotify and then listen to episode two on Castbox and then three on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> oh. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> Bold choice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, thank you everyone for watching. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs>